It's showtime. Okay, Tokyo, South America, Australia, France, Germany, UK, Africa. Here we go. Head on with Bob Kincaid. Three hours of conversation, cussing, and a discussing with America's only born and bred Southern liberal talk host. Head on with Bob Kincaid is brought to you each night by Coal River Mountain Watch. Coal River Mountain Watch invites you to become part of the solution, part of a sustainable future, part of the uprising against mountaintop removal. Coal River Mountain Watch, CRMW.net. And now, from high in the hills of beautiful West Bicon, Virginia, here's Bob Kincaid on the Head On Radio Network. Well, howdy. And here we go, off and running on this 16th day of January 2024. This is the horn. You'll find... Oh, yeah. Sorry, it's cold in here. Just got the... Oh, we're almost to 60 degrees. This is the horn. Head on dot live is where you'll find us on the interweb tubes. That's where you go if you would like to be part of the merry wacky zany real-time madcap multimedia extravaganza. It is the horn chat room in the hours in which this program is live Monday through Friday, 5 to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 2 to 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, all times in, in between and the Great Globe Round. And whatever time it is, you are listening to the podcast. If you are listening live, feel free to pop into the aforementioned Mary Wacky's Any Real-Time Madcap Multimedia Extravaganza, and you'll be greeted by the early arrivers. Uh, that would be Anatole and Ralph's Squeaky and Theo. Hey, gang. Hey, Theo. And uh, all capably moderated by Horn Chief Agronomist, Chief Mathematician, Bud Trimmer Emeritus, Zimmergist Extraordinaire, Roger, in Oregon. There's Irish Dave joining the conversation. They'll all be tickled pink to see you if you decide to pop by. Hi, I'm Robin. It is uh, cold, bitterly cold. Uh, and, uh, well, been kind of caved up all day. You might recall I had said yesterday that there might not be a program today because I was going to try to go to Charleston uh, to support a friend of mine as she filed to run for office. That did not happen because I could not get off the mountain. I looked outside and I saw that the, uh, the road looked like a hockey rink and there were a bunch of, bunch of mountaineers out there who were apparently under the misguided impression that they were driving Zambonis. Hint, they were not. And so I decided not to uh, not to emulate Paul Simon and go slip sliding away and stayed right here in the house, a lot of the time under the covers, just trying to be warm because just as I predicted, it's like camping, it's like indoor camping here right now. I've got the uh, second bottle of gas going in the studio. And, uh, well... I don't know. Maybe by the end of the program, we'll be up to maybe, dare I hope, 70 degrees. Uh, 
Every program here at the Horn begins with gratitude, and this program is no different. And as a consequence, we say thank you to our 16th day of the month subscribers and contributors. Uh, that means thanks ever so kindly to uh, Reinhard on the uh, Virginia coast, and thank you to uh, Zed out in frozen Iowa. Thank you so much. Thank you, Mark. Thank you all for being partial sponsors of the program. Where things stand right. Oh, and a reminder if you'd like to participate via the United States Postal Service, you can always make checks or money orders payable to Robin, R O B Y N, Kincaid, K I N C A I D, and send them to The Horn, 1038 North Eisenhower Drive, PMB 318, Beckley, West Virginia, 25801. That's Beckley, B E C K L E Y, W V, 25801. And if you give me a heads up, I'll know to go to the mailbox. So our fundraising goal stands at $890. Uh, Ralph's challenge, uh, the $25, yay, the Packers beat the Cowboys challenge, is on the table. And that would get us down to 840 which would mean, uh, well, right now we're unfunded for today, yesterday, and $290 of this past Friday on the front porch. So anything that brings that down is great. Um, little digression. It's it's amazing the way that time passes. Four years ago tonight, uh, in fact, uh, I was probably headed to the theater right now. Four years ago tonight, in what would turn out to be Bob's swan song, we opened The Lion in Winter, a play that we performed in memory of my dear friend and my uh, co-lead's best friend, a man named Kyle, who had passed away in 2017. It's so strange to look back on because... The pandemic was just getting started, and that production had been kind of cursed because we kept having cast members get sick with something that wasn't the flu and wasn't it. And I lived by myself in an apartment down there, so I didn't have a lot of social contact, and I stayed okay. But it would turn out that that would be the last live theater produced in that town for a couple of years. And it would, in fact, be the last play performed in that theater space forever. We did, our, we, 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 we did what had been done with every production before, uh, before. Everybody signed the wall back in the dressing room and the backstage areas and the wings. And then the pandemic hit, and the theaters were closed. Everything was closed. But those two nights and that one afternoon, uh, those three nights and that one afternoon were absolutely magic. And <laughs> I found a photo that I had posted 
from that day, the 16th of January, 2020. And it's like, I don't even remember him. Who was that guy? Kind of wild. And then a week later, after the play was over, packed up, came back here, and watched the pandemic unfold. And then by, I remember uh, dancing with a dear friend of mine on St. Patrick's Day at the Grove, which later that year would burn down, along with Secret Sandwich Society. And as we danced, she looked at me and she said, I think this is the last time we'll, uh, any of us will dance for a very long time, maybe ever. Whew, that was a lot. She was right. She was absolutely right. So just a lot of thoughts going through my head. Uh, another thing about this date, though, and we'll, don't worry, we'll get into the madness and the mayhem in, in, in very short order. Um, probably the best thing that that miserable hack, Ayn Rand, ever wrote was a play. And the name of the play was The Night of January 16th. It was kind of, it, it had a nice, it had a nice, uh, and it had a fun little gadget to it. Uh, we did it when I was, in, I think, a uh, junior in high school. I played a cop. And the novelty of it was that we got permission of the Lauderdale County Commission and the Lauderdale County Circuit Court to perform the play nightly in an actual Lauderdale County Circuit Court room. And like I said, the gadget of the play was that at the beginning of the play, a bailiff comes out and uh, the audience walking in is asked to put their name on the back of their ticket stub. And the bailiff draws the names of 12 people who, out of the audience, then become the jury. And it's a murder mystery. And at the end of the play... They go out and deliberate because you don't know who done it. It's a single scene. It takes place in a courtroom. And they go out and they deliberate and they vote and they come back. And that horrid old right-wing hack, Ayn Rand, actually wrote two separate endings, one for guilty and one for not guilty. And what was interesting was that during the run of the play, it broke about even as to whether the defendant was guilty or not guilty on a given night. And uh, that was wild just thinking about it when I saw the date today. So it has this date has dual meaning for me. Wasn't the killer's name Karen something? <laughs> I can't tell if that's a joke, Steve. Uh, let's look up uh, the night of January 16th. But I'm in a pretty good frame of mind, I think, despite 
as cold as cold as it is. Let's see. It was uh, originally published 1934, performed on stage 1941. Yes, you're absolutely right, Steve. Nicely done. Uh, Karen Andre. Mm-hmm. Karen Andre. Well done, Steve. So that, I mean, that's apropos of nothing. Oh, Ralphs, Kayla's camped out on your iPad. Kayla, get off Mama's iPad. Hi, Kayla. And so the uh, the Iowa carcasses, full of sound and fury, signifying nothing, are over. I woke up this morning to watching the post-mortem, if you will, on my filthy morning habit. There was actually some decent analysis. It was an opportunity for Nitwit Nero to run Monkey Up DeClantis and Nikki Bonomo Haley out of the race. But, let's see, Monkey Up got 21% of the carcassing. Bonomo Haley got 19 and change. Weewek Ramalama Ding Dong, just watching. And as soon as he saw the whopping 8,900 votes, or 7% of the turnout, that he got, uh, he immediately called it quits. He called it quits and uh, said, Okay, everybody who voted for me, go vote for Trump now. But the fact of the matter is, Nitwit Nero got 51% of the vote. And still couldn't, you know, he couldn't take yes for an answer. His, the hardcore maggots in Iowa are still saying, well, it was kind of, it was kind of stolt from him. No, really. Uh, according to Vice News this morning, the maggots were still barking and grunting and bleating about the vote tallies. Laura Looney, who really does think she could be an interim press secretary, remember she's proudly uh, she she proudly confesses to being an Islamophobe and a homophobe and all the other phobias. Nitwit Nero won 98 out of 99 Iowa counties. And, of course, the fact that Nimrata Haley won one county, was it Johnson County, where Iowa City is, the University of Iowa, 
about as liberal a place as one is likely to find in Iowa. Yeah, Laura Looney said Democrat shenanigans resulted in her, in, in, in uh, uh, Bonomo Haley winning in Johnson County. And over at uh, one of the more paranoid uh, web denizens, dens, whatever, uh, they were the, the the maggots were all running around, uh, walking uh, walking on their mouths and breathing through their knuckles and picking their teeth with their toenail clippings and talking about the deep state giving an extra vote to Bonomo Haley. The Vice article said, as has been the case since the first false claims of a stolen election emerged in the wake of Trump's loss in 2020, none of those claiming wrongdoing on Monday night provided any proof to back up their claims. With a long primary season now underway, those peddling lies about election integrity are just getting started. Uh, Lee in New York says, Nitwit Nero can't take yes for an answer. Don't you get it? If he gets less than 110%, this fraud, fraud, I say, it's voter fraud. And we have the proof. <sighs> yeah. And there was a... Uh, I have to find it here. But I saw a clip from Mediaite that had some interview footage in it that was truly remarkable. You know, it turns out if you walk up to a maggot and you ask them straight up, what do you want? They'll tell you. And they won't be shy about it. This, I mean, this is some real get-the-hockey-puck material. Sorry, I'm trying to get the, uh, get the video up and playing. Yeah, there it is, there it is. So, you know, everybody and their cousin was exit polling. And it's always a lovely time to play amateur anthropologist and ask the maggots to say some maggot things into the microphone. Get the hockey puck, get the duct tape. Because you might be bothering the neighbors if you don't. Would you rather have four years of Donald Trump as a dictator or four years of President Biden reelected? You, you know, you don't have to like the words that come out of the man's mouth, but sometimes in life we all need a good paddling from the principal to, to set our life on the right track. And this country does need a little bit of that. It, really? Spank me, Daddy. Ooh, spank me hard. Why, why, why did this 
pale, pasty-faced Iowa dude bro go immediately to a little BDSM action from Daddy Trump. I mean, just, hey. And the thing is, I, I presume that's his wife or his girlfriend in the hot pink Trump hat standing next to him in his red MAGA hat. And the look on her face is kind of precious. I'll need a good paddling from the principal. And he's smiling when he says it. To to set our life on the right track and this country does need a little bit of that it we need a little paddling i mean yeah i mean we we do zoot naughty zoot she left on the grail shaped beacon and she must have a spanking oh i too i must have a spanking as well Dear God, sooner or later, everything in American politics is going to be a Monty Python skit. Naughty Zoot. And that shit-eating grin on his face. But what? as I watched this earlier today and heard it, I'm wondering, yeah, he says we as a country need that spanking. I wonder if he thinks that he needs that spanking, and the, again, that knowing look from the wife-slash-girlfriend is definitely a thing. I was a problem child growing up, and it took a good leadership to set me straight. So Straight, huh? Is that what made you straight? Oh, Dr. Freud. Dr. Freud. I, I think our country does need some of that. So I, I hands down believe people wanted it four years ago, three years ago. So. But they oh, they've been wanting it for three or four years. Oh, the yearning. Oh, the lotion. They didn't vote that way, right? I don't know about that. Do you, you think it was a stolen election? No, with, without a doubt. The other we, day we Donald Trump said on it. And, 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 here, and, and here's another maggot now. His first day is going to be a dictator for a day. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, I like that. Would you rather have Donald Trump as a dictator for four years or re-elect Joe Biden for four years? I would rather have Donald Trump. I'd like to see the repeal the Roosevelt law so that he can be a president for a lot more than four years. But we. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to see him repeal the Roosevelt law. You know it. I, I definitely want to. Um. Maggot, it's not a law. It's an actual amendment to the Constitution, you know, the one that you would gladly overturn to put your god emperor into office. Uh, maggot dude bro here apparently thinks that uh, orange Julius Geezer has... Four or five more presidential terms in him, as opposed to being a shambling, uh, shuffling, off-balance, off-kilter, 
hot mess of a human being who's on the verge of absolute collapse. Once again, we cite that great sage and prophet, Todd, in the South Carolina stand. He ain't going to make it. I'd like to see the repeal of the Roosevelt Law so that he can be a president for a lot more than four years. But we, this country, needs a dictator. I hate to say that, but it's the truth. Yeah, it's the truth. Yeah, I don't need a dictator, but this country does. There are so many people out there that need a dictator. Yes. I mean, your coloreds, your queers, they need a dictator. Somebody to get them back in the closet and out of sight and in the back of the bus. <sighs> no, I mean, I hate to... I, look, the reporters go and find the, 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 the real wackadoodles for these clips. I get that. I was born at night, not last night. But this is the heartland, y'all. If this guy thinks that, there's got to be millions more, right? Just underappreciated discriminated against being genetically replaced white people I know poor fella Donald Trump said in a speech that on day one now, now we have two young women standing together wearing their maggot ball caps for a day, he would be a dictator. What do you think of that? <laughs> no idea. <laughs> I, I don't know. Would you rather have four years of Donald Trump as a dictator or four years of Joe Biden as a president? Trump. As a dictator? Maybe. <laughs> would you rather have four years of uh, Donald Trump as a dictator or four years of Joe Biden as a president? Donald Trump all the way. Even as a dictator? Yes, yes. Even coming out of Slovakia? Yes, yes. Would you rather have four years of Donald Trump as a dictator or four years of Joe Biden as a president? No, we have a dictator currently. So. Yeah, we have a dictator currently. I mean, you know, that Joe Biden, you know, he's, he's clever, you know. He makes everybody think he's a bumbling, senile old fool, but actually he's a dictator. <sighs> they walk among us and they get to vote. Yes, we do. Oh, my. But as they pointed out this morning on my filthy morning habit, Iowa doesn't exactly pick presidents. In 2016, Iowa went to the carcasses and said, you know who we want? We want a guy who eats boogers on screen. Yeah. Rafaelito Eduardo Cruz, the anointed booger-eating future king of America, won it. Then there was the year that uh, Pat Robertson won it, or the year that pastor, brother, governor, minister, uh, phony baloney, fake, diabetes cure salesman Mike Huxterby won it. I mean, uh, George H.W. Bush 
lost to Pat Robertson in 19, what was it, 92? Yeah. It don't ask Ralph. Ralph says, oh, my God, how stupid are these people? Very. Uh, Lee in New York, four or five presidential terms. He doesn't even have four or five new words in his vocabulary. Truth. <laughs> Play the clip, Robin, says Lee in New York. You know, the Heartland clip. Y- yeah. You've got to remember that these are just simple farmers. These are people of the land. You know, morons. I don't think that clip has ever been more more applicable to you. I still can't get over the guy who's good. But look, there's there's more men like that in this country than we think about, but I mean, there's Jerry Falwell Jr. over in the corner watching Becky get stooped by the pool boy. (laughs) And then there's Mr. Hawkeye there who thank you, sir, may I have another? Never thought of Animal House being a dirty movie, but I'll bet you he gets a real thrill out of the Fraternity house scene with Kevin Bacon asking to be paddled. <sighs> yeah. So we're off to New Hampshire next Tuesday. And the real hilarity of it all is that both Bonomo Haley and Monkey Up DeClantis each declared victory for having. In the one case, come in second, and in another, come in third. I mean, less than two percentage points separated them. So they're both going to New Hampshire, where uh, rumor has it that there are people telling Monkey Up, look, get out. You spent $150 million for 19.1% of a tiny little caucus turnout, monkey up. And frankly, Nimrata will probably take him down and have second place all to herself if she doesn't outright beat Trump. Probably won't happen, but that's why we have to play the game. Now, Nitwit Nero didn't get much, uh, get, didn't get a lot of time in which to savor his uh, victory. No, because he was in court in Manhattan this morning as the second defamation trial, damages only, liability having long since been established. In regard to E. Jean Carroll. 
And to the extent that we have we have conversed here on this program about there being absolutely no damn way that he's going to be able to sit through weeks and weeks and weeks of criminal trials and not absolutely lose his poopy. Um, we, we, we saw a pretty good... pretty good uh, idea of what's coming. Today was jury selection and opening statements. Shame on the uh, news outlet that said opening arguments. I mean, come on, y'all. Yeah, but it was ABC News, so. What else? Orange Julius Geezer squirmed in his chair, rolled his eyes, behaved horribly. Two people who said that they were election deniers didn't make the jury cut. They said uh, they believe the election was stolen from Donald Trump by Joe Biden. Another man who said he thought Nitwit Nero was being treated unfairly by the United States court system didn't make the jury. They started opening argument. Uh, see, there it is. There it is. They, st- they did opening statements after the lunch break. And to the extent that I said he wouldn't make it through, that he never could... Well, the proof is in the pudding, or the ketchup. There were at least 22 tripes that went out onto tripe social, even as the trial was getting underway. 22. He did not have a phone. So the mystery is, were those tweets scheduled to go out in advance? Or tripes, I'm sorry. Were those tripes scheduled to go out, or was one of his uh, spokes creeps doing them for him? Yeah, one of the posts said, Can you believe I have to defend myself against this woman's fake story? Twenty tripes. So there, there may be another cause of action taking root here. And a lot of them were reposts of some... Uh, Kind of off-color jokes that E. Jean Carroll had put on social media. 
uh, at one point uh, she had tweeted, everything interesting on Twitter is about sex. That was literally 10 years ago. 14 years ago, she said, sex tip I learned from my dog. When in heat, chase the male until he collapses with exhaustion and then jump him. Har, har, har. But they had no relevance. And so he couldn't bring them he couldn't bring them into evidence in the trial, so he decided to do it on social media. Well that was okay because E. Jean Carroll's lawyers were watching Tripe Social in real time and when it came time for opening statements, uh, Sean Crowley, one of E. Jean Carroll's lawyers, spoke to the jury and said he was president, and he used the world's biggest microphone against Miss Carroll. He told lies. That's already been decided. She went on and say and said his purpose his purpose was to humiliate her and destroy her reputation. Everything he said was a lie. Of course, by this time, since it's a civil trial, Nitwit Nero had exited the building because he didn't have the stomach to sit and participate in his own defense. And then Sean Crowley said, he's still doing it. How much money will it take to make him stop? Because he has not stopped. He sat in this courthouse. You saw him. And while he was sitting here, he posted more defamatory statements. More lies about Ms. Carroll in this case. By our last count, 22 posts just today. Think about that when you consider how much money it will take to get him to stop. And the jury has the right to punish him. There were already punitive damages in the first judgment that worked out to about five million bucks. Ask any lawyer, any plaintiff's lawyer, they'll tell you life is so much better when you don't have to try liability, when you don't have to argue about the, the facts that set up the jury question as to damages. These lawyers are shooting fish in a barrel. It's a really big, rancid fish. They don't have to argue about whether he sexually assaulted her. It's already been proven. He is a committer of sexual assault. He is liable for sexual assault. And it's not going to get overturned. And so talk about being in the catbird seat. Miss Carroll's lawyers get to sit there and say, you know, a ju another jury awarded $5 million in damages against him, and it didn't stop him. You're going to have to figure out how many zeros to put on there to get him to stop. Now, I'm not sure that uh, if, if New York law is, resembles... Uh, West Virginia law in this regard, 
I mean, this is taking place in federal court, but generally speaking, you can't say we want this much money as a plaintiff. But you can talk about how much money it takes to accomplish a given goal. And in this case, it's how much money does it take to get him to never have E. Jean Carroll's name in his filthy orange gob again for the rest of his miserable, misbegotten, misanthropic life. This really may turn out to be a case in which the jury gets to sit down and write the number one and then start making zeros until their hand cramps. And it's a compelling argument. If $5 million won't make a man shut up, will 10? 15? How about 20? How about 50? Because ultimately, that's what the jury is considering. What, is it, what does it take to make this horrid man stop sliming Ms. Carroll? And at this stage, we don't know what the answer to that is, and the jury's going to be guessing, but it, by definition, it almost has to be more than $5 million. And the fact that he did it after he had already been dinged the first time suggests that they really need to make it sting the second time around. Personally, I don't expect him to moderate his behavior. And I expect the jury to be well informed about that fact. Exactly. Uh, Ralph says, how about a hundred million? How about two? And whatever number they put forward, there's a there's a justification for it. Five million dollars that would have shut anybody else on the planet up didn't shut him up. So any number is a valid attempt to stop the bad, tortious, defamatory behavior. Um, and and uh, Ralph says, and from what I understand, Alina Habana Habana Habana, counsel for the parking garage, got totally slapped down, mostly because she's in federal court and not state court. She, she'd, she'd be out of her depth if she was in the people's court, Ralphs. You know? She's not good at what she does. Remember, She'd rather be pretty than smart. And she got her wish. And it's just that the Dunning-Kruger effect keeps her from realizing it. Uh, Darlene in Connecticut adds, in fact, that Midas Touch lawyers are thinking that $100 million is not outside the realm of possibility. I don't think it is either. It's actually a rather solemn duty that this jury has. They have to make it stop once and for all. 
Uh, Lee in New York says, how much does it take to shut him up? Stop it, Robin. He will appeal and delay because that has worked for him. He will shut up when he dies. <sighs> From your lips to God's ear. But the thing is, these appeals are going to avail him not. Uh, Matt in San Francisco, Trump suit. Two things. He should be sued for wearing that hideous blue suit with the extra long red tie. And two, I want to see. I want to sue him for all the many hours I've had to hear people talk about this piece of shit over the last ten years. We should all get at least five mil. Well, I'll get in line right there with you, Matt. You can have you can have part of mine because I'm obviously part of the problem. But it's a train wreck, and you can't turn away. Uh, Lee adds, uh, New Hampshire primary, my impossible desire for political coverage. Bernie Sanders. <laughs> okay. Out of her depth, Lee adds, Alina Havana Havana is out of her depth at a tennis court. Oh. She's out of her depth in the food court. Okay. Sorry, I had to keep, I had to keep it rolling, Lee. And Billable Rick with a question. Uh, participation trophy awarded to Ron DeClantis. Did you see the video clip of a prankster attempting to award Monkey Up a participation trophy at his Iowa victory party? Monkey Up called security and had the man escorted out of the room. <laughs> participation trophy. At least you tried. I did see that, and I thought it was delightful. And then this... Uh, this is too fun not to play. Uh, last week we played the God Made a Farmer video. Oh, well, we referenced it, the old Paul Harvey. Good day. And then the ass hattery of God Made Trump. Yeah, well, the Lincoln Project. Hey, uh. I saw a meme of him today striding along and someone had photoshopped in an open manhole. And I was thinking, you know, that would be perfect if there were a few upended rakes in the background behind him and a couple of red stripes down his face. Rake, 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 manhole! But this is... <laughs> It's just, it's, it's, it's an entire world of rakes for him to dance on. Well, thank you, Lee. Give yourself a cowbell for food court. Life is too short to ration cowbells. I share, the, I, I share your sentiment, Lee, and I thank you very kindly. Uh, Terrace says, no amount is enough. How much has chocolate chicken parts paid? Point. Well, here comes the Lincoln Project with God Made a Dictator. And on the eighth day, God looked down on his planned paradise and said, I need a man to test the will and goodness of a free people. So God made a dictator. 
God said, I need a man who failed in everything but theft and broken promises to live in a golden palace and convince the poor he serves their needs. So God made a dictator. God said, I need a wicked man to lead the common folk with hatred and fear. So God made a dictator. God said, I need a corrupt man who is above the law and immune from justice. So God made a dictator. God said, I need a man who will use violence to seize power. So God made a dictator. God said, I need a man whose followers will call black white, call evil good, and call criminals hostages. So God made a dictator. God said, I need his political party to obey without question, and the press fear his wrath. So God made a dictator. God said, I need a cruel man who uses his power and position to punish and harm his opposition. So God made a dictator. God said, I need a man who breaks the faith of even his most godly followers and leads them to idolatry, place him above me. So God made a dictator. And then God said, I sent this man to test you, and until you cast him down, you have failed. So God made a dictator. Yeah. So uh, uh, that was Hitler, Saddam Hussein, Kim Jong bad golf pants, and then, of course, Orange Julius Keith. Flavio said, said uh, I sent that along. I wasn't sure if this was more of a prayer meeting Wednesday submission, but listening to those folks in Iowa, oh, what, Flavio, you don't, you don't want, you don't want Daddy Trump to spank you? Oh, God, I don't know how long this bleach shower is going to last this evening after the program. It's a lot. Uh, Lou and PA, I still say we take Trump at his word, and this November end his second, ends his second presidential term pursuant to the FDR law, and he's ineligible for a third term. If he feels he has been personally damaged, let him sue the Supreme Court. That is some pretty clever petty fogging, Lou. Quality, I'm telling you. I guess we're back into the swing of the new year. I mean, the, the, the new year is truly up and running now. All that shilly-shallying of over holidays and the like. Mm, no. It's some pretty nasty, frozen business at this point. And so the New Hampshire primary will be every bit as silly as the Iowa carcasses were. I mean, maybe Bonomo Haley pulls out a miracle. I don't think so. I think the world is done with monkey up to Klanis after New Hampshire. Because then comes South Carolina Stan. And ooh, wouldn't that be well maybe maybe monkey up stays in for South Carolina Stan because it would put pay it would put paid to her if she loses South Carolina Stan to Nitwit Nero as thoroughly as she lost, you know, third place, 19%, Iowa. Now, I could be wrong. Clarence or Todd or uh, David in South Carolina Stan could disabuse me if I am. But I don't think, 
I don't think Nimrata Haley is more popular in her own <clears throat> home <clears throat> state than Orange Julius Geezer is. And then, uh, oh, I gotta have this. It's gotta be here somewhere. There was also a post uh, from some social media, maybe shitter, where some car- uh, some carcasser said. And I'm not kidding. Granted, I'm paraphrasing, not quoting, but I'm going to get the gist of it. I just couldn't vote for Vivek Ramaswamy. He's got that weird name. And even though it's been a while, I still remember 9-11. That there is your dedicated Trump voter. Just for the sake of clarity, because this is a little time capsule program, I guess we have to note that there were no Hindus perpetrating 9-11. There wasn't even anyone from the Indian subcontinent who perpetrated 9-11. In point of fact, 9-11 was perpetrated by 19 Arab Muslims, 15 of whom were citizens of our partner in peace, Saudi Arabia. On the other hand, however, 41 Indians did die on 9-11. But don't 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 tell the maggots that. It's depressing sometimes when you learn just how vicious and dumb some of our fellow citizens are here in the United States. And here we are. Emilio, (laughs) spank me, spank me, make me yours. We're not worthy. Donald, make me yours. L, 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 L. Spank me, beat me, make me write bad checks, right? And uh, with a with a, a, a good observation, is Miss Lindsay looking for a solid dictator? Hmm. Emoji. Hmm. Emilia asks. Yeah. Uh, uh, oh, and a little reminder of trivia: spanking. Lee in New York says that Iowa carcass person is just following Trump's example. Trump was, you'll recall, spanked with a Forbes magazine. 
Ah, by a porn actress. Yes, he was. Yes, he very much was. Well, okay, Micah. I'm sorry, hon. Crossing orange wannabe Caesar with BDSM? For that reason, I am out. Well, see, that's the problem. The guy in Iowa apparently isn't out, but may have just involuntarily come out. And now you know the rest of the story. Good day. Don't know where that came from. I heartily apologize. It's one of those days. Now we, t- we we talked about lawyers, lawyers, uh, lawyers for Eugene Carroll, make him stop, all of that. Well, there was a moment where uh, the uh, former governor of Bonomo told the truth. You know, she, she when when she failed to mention slavery as a co- as the cause of the Civil War, she said, "Well, of course it was slavery. We all know slavery. I I, I, I was raised in South Carolina, and it's just part of our culture." Well, Dana Bash over at CNN caught up with the uh, former governor of Bonomo and asked her about Nitwit Nero and the fact that he is a he's adjudged to be a sick a sexual abuser. Oh Emrata hates the hard questions. You're the only woman in this race. How do you feel about your party's front runner being held liable for sexual Abuse. I mean, first of all, I haven't paid attention to his his cases, and I'm not a lawyer. I'm not a lawyer. So, uh, as a woman who is not a lawyer, she lacks the fundamental educational skill set to be able to uh, be upset about a man who either raped or sexually assaulted a woman in a department store in New York, and the jury could only uh, couldn't make, call it rape for sure because the victim wasn't sure if it was his thumb or his penis. But she's not a lawyer. You know what? There's a lot of non-lawyers out there in Imrata, and the vast majority of them can tell you how they feel about someone who is a judge to be a sexual abuser. But not you, right? Right? I'm not a lawyer. 
abuse. I mean, first of all, I haven't paid attention to his his cases. And I Th that's not true. That's a lie. I'm not a lawyer. All I know is that he's innocent until proven guilty. And when he's proven guilty and he's sitting in a courtroom, that's exactly what I'm talking about. You've got investigations on Trump and Biden. A lot of uh, no dipshit. He's already been adjudged and not innocent until proven guilty. It wasn't a matter of guilt. It was a civil suit. You dumbass. And, and, and she wants to be president of the United States. And doesn't even understand the most fundamental, basic tenets of civic engagement. And people, forgive me, but a lot of people uh, in the Republican Party blow it all off and say... Yeah, Dana Bash, bad journalism. Bad journalism. Never mind what other people in the Republican Party do. This is the moment when you actually do journalism and you ask a journalism question of Nimrata Haley and say, yeah, but he's already been adjudged a sexual abuser in the first defamation trial by E. Jean Carroll. How do you feel about that? Hey that it's all a witch hunt and which because is because I think says. some of the some of the cases but this have case been in political. particular this one I haven't looked at but look if he's found guilty then he'll he needs it's already it's already been tried to a jury there's a judgment but she hasn't looked at it so in other words Nimrata Haley is less informed about the general goings-on in the government and in the judicial system than you and me and every other member of the Horn Family Community Congregation. That leads me to think that maybe uh, we're more qualified to be president than the ambassador to Bonomo to pay the price. He needs to do what he's supposed to. Every one of these cases, they need to be heard out. He needs to defend himself. If he is found guilty, he's going to pay the price. If he's not found guilty, then we move forward. What I will tell you is I'm focused on the economy, the border, and education and getting our country back on track. If he's sitting in a courtroom, that goes back to what I'm saying. We can't continue to be distracted. We can't continue to be in chaos. We have a... Yeah, but, but, but Nick... You're distracted. You you can't you can't be bothered to find out what's happening in the myriad legal troubles of the guy who is whipping your ass everywhere you go. And that's one of the things that came out of Iowa. There were millions and millions and millions of dollars spent on ads between Nimrata Haley and Monkey Up DeClantis. And they were all attack ads against each other. Each of them outspent Orange Julius Geezer by three or four or five times at least. He spent, Trump, $11 million in Iowa, whereas Nimrata and Monkey Up 
literally spent ten times that between them. And not one ad by either Nimrata or Monkey Up dared to criticize their orange Jesus. Because they're sycophants. They're punks. They're lick spittles. Boot greasers. And apparently, between them, haven't a lick of self-respect. A country to save. Yeah. Yeah. Clip ended quickly. We have a country to save. And I love the false dichotomy there of, well, Biden's got cases against him, too. No, he doesn't. He hasn't been indicted anywhere. Uh, Apparently, you're mixing up Hunter with Joseph. Uh, Or maybe that wasn't even unintentional. Oh, and I, I did mention that 22 times he continued to slimy Gene Carroll today. Uh, over in the fraud trial, in front of Judge Arthur Ngoron, uh, a panel of appellate judges, Barbara Kapnick, Kelly O'Neill Levy, Peter Moulton, and Sally Ann Scarpella took a look at the gag order in that case and said, nope, we're not touching it. In what was only a four-page ruling, the appeals court said, invoking this extraordinary remedy is only appropriate if there exists a substantial claim of an absence of jurisdiction or an act in excess of jurisdiction. Here, the gravity of potential harm is small, given that the gag order is narrow, limited to prohibiting solely statements regarding the court's staff. For these reasons, a writ of prohibition is not the proper vehicle for challenging the gag order and contempt orders. To the extent there may have been appealable issues with respect to any of the procedures the court implemented in in imposing the financial sanctions, the proper method of review would be to move to vacate the contempt orders and then to take an appeal from the denial of these motions. All right, y'all, did you really have to do his lawyer and for him? I mean, we know we know that Chris Kyes and counsel for the parking garage are some really seriously bad pettifoggers. But tell him how to do it? Really? So this is another court that has refused to lift the gag order. That's twice now, even above the trial court of Judge Arthur and Goron. There's a little bit of wow to that. Kind of presages what may be to come. 
uh, Lee in New York, uh, E. Jean Carroll case. Uh, she couldn't tell if it was his thumb or something else. Could Nitwit Nero tell what he used? <laughs> I know. Uh, Emilio, Hindus, Saudis, Iraqis. Yeah, what's the big difference? They all look alike and you can't tell what they're saying. Probably some kind of insult to Swedish Jesus. Sweet, suffering Swedish Jesus. There you go, Emilio. Uh, Darlene in Connecticut with a question. Did, da did Dana bash Nikki? See what I did there? I see what you did there. Or did she cut her slack because, you know, she's a maggot racist? If that was a Democratic candidate, forget it. The more I listen to Nikki Haley, the more unlikable I find her. She's just so unlikable and so pathetic and so fucking stupid. This was the person representing us at the U.N. all those years when Trump was squatting in the White House masquerading as president. Oh, my God. And I don't even believe in God. What all the other U.N. representatives worldwide must have thought. Yeah, it's enough to induce a sick headache that could send someone to their bed. In my case, it's damn sight warmer than what it is you know, here. Woo! We're up to 61.7 degrees. Literally cooking with gas. Um, uh, Jimmy in the Great Northwest, Ambassador Nikki, education should be first on the list. Where's civics in our education? Well, see if you're teaching if you're teaching people civics, Jimmy, you got a problem because then they don't necessarily fall for this bilious horseshit that we've been coping with for the last 10 years. I mentioned at Council for the Parking Garage, maybe this is why he hired her. In her, and, and again, I've mentioned this before, Generally speaking, it's a point of professional courtesy that one does not leap to one's feet during the other side's opening statement. Especially when it's being, uh, when, when the case is being uh, tried to, well, today, as the second round of E. Jean Carroll's defamation began, Elena Havana Havana Havana, counsel for the parking garage, was right there to give the opening statement. And literally, with her first line of her opening, Alina Havana 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 earned an objection 
from plaintiff's counsel. This is how much counsel for the parking garage got out of her mouth. President Trump defended himself when publicly accused. And the judge cut her off and said, uh, listen, and spoke both to the jury and the lawyers again. We're not going to relitigate the underlying liability here. The only thing we're here to do is to find out how much money Trump has to pay. But it didn't dawn on this lawyer who would rather be pretty than smart. She said that E. Jean Carroll waited 30 years to accuse him of sexual assault. The judge cut her off again. Ma'am, we are not here to do that. We're only here to argue how much money he has to pay. Counsel for the parking garage still was non-compliant. She's gained more fame, more notoriety than she could ever have dreamed of. She wanted status. We'll show you that she wanted the attention. And it was planned. That ain't coming in. You know, what it boiled down to was counsel for the parking garage was arguing, God, this is so gross to even say, was arguing that E. Jean Carroll wanted it. And now that he's out of the case... A former lawyer, Pettifogger, for Nitwit Nero, is spilling the tea on counsel for the parking garage. Saying that uh, having her in charge of discovery, Alina Havana Havana Havana, ain't exactly a great trial strategy. Chris Parlatori. I mean, we, the counsel that's there, who is, do you think, you've been his attorney before, who's controlling this? I mean, is the dog wagging the tail or the tail wagging the dog? You know, when it comes to this case, I think that um, in large respect, it's been kind of um, unled uh, for a while. I mean, I know earlier on, uh, when Ronald Fischetti was on it, he was handling it uh, appropriately. Of course, he unfortunately passed away. Uh, but, you know, with Alina Haba handling discovery, you know, that's that's not, you know, something where I think anybody was really at the wheel. Uh, and Ow. so now you get into this trial where it does, see, does seem to me to be kind of a combination of building a record for the appeal and putting out things into the media that are helpful to the campaign. 
the court of public opinion versus right. the appellate court. It doesn't seem like a lot of focus on the actual trial judge. There's, that's exactly. There's, there's nothing that I've seen that indicates that they are trying to convince this trial judge to rule in their favor. If anything, it seems like they're trying to convince this trial judge to get so mad that he makes bigger mistakes for the appeal. Hopefully it's not his first time at the rodeo and, he, and being poked as the bear will still lead to a cooler head prevailing. Thank you so much, Tim Parlatore. You know, the judge... Yeah, now, that he's, now that he's freed up of having to represent uh, the world's biggest deadbeat, he can be a little bit candid. And he ran right up to the line in terms of saying, <laughs> uh, well, in terms of saying uh, Alina Haba would be incompetent counsel in a food court. That may come in handy down the line. And I'm going to cherish that cowbell. Um, uh, civics, Jimmy says, I hear you, girl, but when are we going to wake up and be real? Some some states are. And some states just aren't. Don't look for education standards to be established that treat the idea of learning how civics works or how government works to be a high priority in places like Florida or Texas-stan or Calabama or Tennis-stan or Arkansas-stan, you know the list. Test scores in the country are routinely higher uh, the bluer the state. Public education is taken seriously where you are, Jimmy, in Washington. Taken seriously in Oregon, in California, in Massachusetts, in Connecticut, Michigan, Minnesota. Asking, asking Asking the maggot confederacy to get serious about education... Oh, hell no. Because if you start if you start smartening up the chumps pretty soon, the con doesn't work anymore. Well, Ralph's Chris Kyes is a decent lawyer, but he's had to trash his professional reputation in order to do the bidding of his client. Because I guess the checks are still clearing. I don't know. Nikki versus Trump. Matt in San Francisco says, I too find this horrible. It's like watching people lining up to vote for John Wayne Gacy. And the more palatable option is Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah. And meanwhile, you're sitting over there looking at the actual cop who's trying to deal with the problems, you know, in this case the cop is Joe Biden and saying ah, well, we've just got to get past all this so that he can go ahead and whip them and be done. And it did look like I think, I think the campaign's on in earnest now. Biden doesn't have to run a bunch of ads through a primary. 
but he will be traveling. He'll go to places like South Carolina, Stan. He will not make the mistake of not going to Michigan or Wisconsin or Minnesota. He'll go to Nevada. He'll go to New Mexico. Might even go to Arizona, Stan. I think there is an extremely competent campaign team on the ground for President Biden. Or, I mean, that's what my heart tells me. And my brain kind of does, too. Nonetheless, I'm not walking under any ladders or stepping on any cracks. And I'm, I'm so glad that table's made of solid wood and not some damn veneer. That's what I got. But you're right, Matt. You're right. By the way, we are approaching the halfway point of the program. I've been Phil Robstering for an hour and 20 minutes. The lines are open if you would like to engage in some conversation. This is a much more enjoyable program when we're chatting and not just me uh, ranting. So um, it's easy enough to do. The stress line is 844-843-4676, 844-THE-HORN. Just a regular old telephone line, 304-574-8178. And you can always get in on Skype. Robin, R-O-B-Y-N, Kincaid Horn, K-I-N-C-A-I-D-H-O-R-N. And they all come into the same board, different channels. But... uh, if you've got something that's burning you up or just something on your mind, by all means, share it. He didn't, today, today in New York, he didn't even get a good seat. ABC News reported today that uh, Marcus Horalius didn't like that he was seated two tables behind E. Jean Carroll. And in fact, he made somebody, somebody who was sitting between him and Carol move. ABC's story saying, Trump appeared to dislike the event, that arrangement when he entered the courtroom. According to the uh, story, some legal experts are expecting... Maybe this time, instead of $5 million, it'll be 10 He left the courtroom, however, uh, be- before the action began. He left during jury selection because, you know, he's a, he's a pissant. And zoomed off to New Hampshire, where he had a clavering rally. 
And uh, a wonderful song on in the background here, the hallelujah song uh, that President Trump has on the playlist uh, is is awesome. And uh, remember in Iowa a time where that was playing, and it was uh, a, a, a kind of a silent moment for the Patriots there, for the people. I hope See, not, I hope here, I hope the hell it's just not like myself, uh, Leonard Cohen's we're, hallelujah. We just want to live our lives, right? We don't want government control. The government and our representatives are supposed to do what the people want. Oh, Jesus, it is hallelujah by Leonard Cohen. Oh, hopefully Mr. Cohen's estate will get on the blower. I guess he's expected to speak in, uh, what? Atkinson, New Hampshire. And it's being broadcast by Right Side Broadcasting Network. Maybe that's the very voice of uh, Princess Sporkfoot's boyfriend. That's why we vote them in, right? I get ta- I get taxes for you know, some infrastructure, of course, and, you know, roads, air, air, airports, military. Yeah, there's there's obvious, you know, good good reasons for, for taxes, but it's been obviously super abused over the years. What? Oh, this poor, this poor bastard's having to riff until his orange god emperor comes on stage. He's expected to speak in about five minutes, not that I care. Um, Lee in New York says he left during jury selection because he found out there was no swimsuit competition. Lee, he's probably already seen counsel for the parking garage in her swimsuit. Uh, (laughs) David in South Carolina stands. So he's in mourning? Terrible grief, terrible, crushing grief over the death of Melanoma's mama. There is, there's, there's no bottom. This little moment from monkey up to Clantis was truly repulsive. Just before the caucuses were set to start, there in the frigid, frozen tundra of Iowa, monkey up decided to unburden himself of his deep and abiding feelings about the Holy Land. He said... That holy land is something that's really meaningful. Do not just the United States, 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 but all of Western civilization, because that was the foundation of everything that's happened since then. And then went on to talk about the special relationship between the U.S. and Israel. 
But he wasn't, Don. Oh, thank you, Billable. Billable Rick. Uh, uh, Lee in New York, you have been awarded a cowbell from the cowbell committee led by uh, Chairman Billable. Trump left jury selection because there was no swimsuit competition. So he went on to say that uh, Muslims are a bunch of religious bigots because, after all, uh, Muslims and Christians have coexisted in, well, like Bethlehem for centuries. So, lying to the rubes, he said, uh, Here, go and look at some of the holy sites. If Israel was not in control of those sites, you would not be able to exercise religious freedom and probably see, and in fact, you know, Bethlehem is actually in one of the Palestinian Arab controlled areas. <laughs> so if you go to Bethlehem, I mean, it's honestly, I was really upset. It's a pigsty. Trash everywhere. It was nasty. They have a church to, you know, where, I mean, I think it's where they think Christ was born. <laughs> they built this beautiful church. <laughs> so they have it there and everything, and you go and then you walk. <laughs> And they build this like massive moss towering over it because that's just kind of what they do. <laughs> Never mind the fact that Bethlehem uh, was had to be Jesus bombed out of it on Christmas Day. Nobody nobody sent that memo to monkey up. So all these key sites of Israel was not a sovereign over them. You know, I don't know that they would even last. If not, well, you know what? One of the oldest churches in Christendom is in the Gaza Strip. And it's been there, whew, what, 1,500 years? Maybe more? And it's been pretty much okay until... The Israelis decided to uh, attack it and kill the mother and her adult daughter there who were seeking sanctuary. So I think they play an important role as a democracy in the Middle East, but also caretaker of some of the most important history known to man. <laughs> you got to add the stupid, awkward laugh to the end of everything because, well, he's monkey up. According to Florida Politics, they noted that monkey ups has made Bethlehem bashing central to his campaign in the more than three months since Hamas attacked Israelis on October 7th. Bethlehem bashing. That's a new one. And so we are at the halfway point of the program. We are $890 in the hole. We have a $25 challenge, courtesy of Ralph's. If we could knock that down to uh, $840, uh, Ralph's is more than happy to double $25 in honor of the Packers' victory over the hapless Cowboys. It'd be great if we could make, sure, make certain that we're not a goose egg this evening. Sorry to even mention it, but uh, here we are. Uh, David in South Carolina, the Puddin' Fingers soliloquy. <laughs> oh, God. 
Well, there's just something that makes me... It's going to be a long bleach shower after the program, I'm telling y'all. I said I checked in on uh, my filthy morning habit this morning. And you may be close to winning that toaster, Matt. Either either Mika or Joe sooner is, is eventually going to just lose it and call Trump a motherfucker on air. I think we're getting terribly, terribly close. Trump, though it's voluntary, he's after a big election win, he's choosing to appear in court today. He's going to be in court with Eugene Carroll, and then he heads on uh, to, to New Hampshire. We're going to see a lot of that, most likely in the year ahead, whether it's a trial or at least various hearings and legal proceedings. Do you think that that still will carry some sort of impact with those undecideds, with those independent voters, where even along the margins, that might be enough to tilt things Biden's way? I think uh, the fact that Donald Trump is so far only playing to his base will end up helping mm -hmm. the Democrats and mm -hmm. Joe Biden with the undecided and those that are not uh, uh, in part of the, the Trump cult. Because as, as uh, uh, Adrian just said, as I said, that when he knows that he being Joe Biden, that he has to do more in terms of the black vote, he has to do more in terms of youth vote, and he's going out there after that. You don't see Donald Trump going outside of his comfort zone. He's playing to his base, going to these trials of playing to his base, and all of that open area that he may try to go after, Donald, uh, Donald Trump's not going after Joe Biden is. The reason Trump is not doing that is he knows to reach out to younger voters or the black voters, he risked the base, the cult following that he's built by being against blacks and against youth and other things. So he's kind of put himself into a corner, uh, Donald Trump. So he's got to play it out and hope it's enough. And I just don't think there's going to be enough there. So, uh, Rev, let's talk about, though, Donald Trump, and you know this, I mean, you know Donald Trump, you've known him longer than I've known him. He, he, he loves the grand spectacle. You've gone to fights with him before, the heavyweight championship fights. He, he loves the grand spectacle. And so while we in uh, polite society, and well, actually insane rational society, see a man going into court uh, to, to stare down a woman, that a judge says he was guilty of raping. Mm -hmm. uh, when we see man going into court uh, to to rant and rave uh, at a judge after he's been found guilty of committing fraud in his business and is likely going to have his business licenses stripped from him. When we see a man fighting uh, in courts uh, uh, where he has been accused uh, and, 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 and will likely be convicted of stealing nuclear secrets to rational human beings, to sane human beings, to people who actually respect the rule of law and actually don't think it's a cool thing to have a president who judges said raped a woman. Um, and and for, that, that woman, he's going back today. Yeah. All he had to do was simply not talk about her. But he chose to defame her again Continues, yeah. after he was found liable of defamation. He's yeah. in court today right. because of his mouth. Right. But for Donald Trump, and if you look at the entrance polls yesterday, these Republicans uh, say they don't care uh, that he's in right. court. Uh, in fact... Uh, the fact he's in court today uh, facing a woman that a judge says he raped 
Donald Trump is there because that's the best political fuel he can get. That's how twisted things are in the personality cult. And he's going into these courtrooms because of the grand spectacle, because it helps him, because six. I'm going to interrupt for a second because they put up a graphic that I thought was telling this morning. Amongst all the exit polling that went on in Iowa yesterday, you know, once once you get past the uh, happy maggots who want a spanking from daddy, there were some serious questions asked. A uh, an NBC News entrance poll asked the question: If Trump is convicted, is he fit to be president? Convicted of what? Spanking me? No, quit it. If Trump is convicted, is he fit to be president? 31% of caucus attendees said no. Now, curiously, that is not the equal, that that number does not equal the votes for uh, monkey up combined with the votes for the former governor of Bonomo. Because those two numbers are basically 41%. 31% said, no, he's not fit to be president if he's convicted. But 65% of those attending the Iowa carcass said yes. Now, how does this skew? Remember, he, he told his mouth-walking, knuckle-breathing followers to get out and caucus, even if he pass away. It'll be worth it. And you know what? Maybe some will. None of, by the way, none of those people who were interviewed uh, in that clip that I played early on with the spanking and the FDR law, none of them were wearing masks. This latest iteration of COVID is running rampant. Not a mask to be found, at least not in any of the people that I saw interviewed. That means something. But I'm guessing that the people who came out were the hardest of the hardcores or the people who had nothing better to do or the people who were close enough that they could maybe safely get to their carcassing locations. This is the lowest turnout for the Iowa caucus, oh, since, what, 2000 or something? So maybe that explains 65% of the respondents saying, yes, he's fit to be president. Those are the hard cases. Those are the dead-enders. That's the cancerous, tumorous malignant knot that is at the center of MAGA world. Maybe. I don't know. 65% of Republicans in Iowa say if he's convicted, they still want him to be his president. And there's 20% in another poll, in the uh, the Des Moines Register NBC poll, that 20% said the fact that he's indicted 
or that he's found guilty of, of, of uh, and a judge says that he raped a woman, that makes them more likely to vote for him. The spectacle is what he has been giving them, and the spectacle is what he's become a prisoner of it by his own doing, because he's playing the people that want the spectacle. Many of them feel that they've been the victim of the same kinds of stuff in life. For whatever reason, they've joined this cult. And Donald Trump knows I've got to play the P.T. bottom of politics and keep giving them spectacles or I could lose my audience because he has no firm political beliefs. He has no real social uh, beliefs that he wants to try to change society. It's all about the spectacle. It's all about being P.T. Barnum, and he's got to keep trying to have the tiger jumps through, jump through the fire hoops in order to continue to get his crowd. He's about filling the arenas. He's not about changing the country. Pretty solid analysis from Reverend Al. If he had come in under 50%, they'd be really scared. But the thing is, they should still be really scared. Because he could only draw 51%. And who knows, that may bode ill in New Hampshire, but he's still, at this point in time, pretending that there's still a primary is probably a fool's errand. The maggots want him. They don't want maggot light. They don't want maggot in go-go boots. They don't want bonomo maga. They want the genuine article. And well, Reverend Al referenced P.T. Barnum. And how do you not mention this way to the egress? Well, that's awfully kind of you to say, Jimmy. Subject line call in. For one thing, I'm working when you do what you do. The call-ins are great. I think so too. One day I'll have the guts to see if I'm on the same plane. This community is so educational. A cowbell for the Horn family. Thanks, Robin. Thanks, Jimmy. I don't think we've ever had an entire family community congregation cowbell. So a little bit of history. Uh, Lou lets me know that, and us, John Kerry is pitching into the Biden campaign. Again, I suspect Kerry is the person who helps Joe run a competent campaign. I don't know. He ran an awfully good campaign the last time. Not exactly a compelling speaker, John Kerry. I remember 2004. And him and and that's yeah that that okay competent campaigns. We didn't see in 2020. Apparently, some lessons have been finally learned. We didn't see Joe Biden driving a tank. And we didn't see Joe Biden in a sperm suit. Both of those things happened uh, in the former instance with Michael Dukakis, a very good man. And in the second instance with John Kerry. We also did not see Joe Biden windsurfing. 
So there's that. But I tend to I, I tend to concur with Joe Scarborough on that. Willingness to support Donald Trump is indicia of a character flaw. There has to be something fundamentally wrong for a person to support a man who has been indicted this many times, who has been sued this many times, who has declared bankruptcy long before any of the current problems began, has declared bankruptcy more times than you and I can even imagine. I'm monitoring the video coming out of Atkinson, New Hampshire, just because I'm curious to see if he will publicly slime E. Jean Carroll uh, live before the mouth-walking, knuckle-breathing faithful. I'm, I'm, I'm simply disconnected from... Uh, I'm disconnected from being able to comprehend how one can be a decent human being and a maggot at the same time. Boggles my mind. So they're waiting they're waiting for the orange genius to come on stage. He was supposed to be there at 6.30. It's 6.45 now uh, in real time as this program goes out. And they're filling, apparently, in, 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 in waiting for Orange Julius Geezer. They're filling with none other than Mr. Meth Pillow. Up to 80% off everything with promo code RSBN. Can't advertise on Fox anymore, but RSBN will take his advertising dollars, hoping that he actually has some. It's not for sure. Oh, my goodness. It's none other than uh, Brother Bishop Steve from Georgistan. All-around great guy. My goodness gracious. Steve, how are you? Steve? Robin. How are you? Yeah, I, I, I'm... I'm <laughs> let me get rid of this. I'm so sorry. I'm bringing the program down. I forgot to put my dongle in. That's such a funny word, isn't it? Dongle? I feel I've, I feel like I've done something dirty every time I say it. Dungle, yeah, and mine lights up, Robin. It changes colors and everything, man. Oh my God! I have a magical dongle. So uh, let that sink in for a while. I'm not saying a damn word. <laughs> How have you I been? Had, I had a dongle <laughs> once. <laughs> oh, you knew it. You knew it was coming. You knew. You knew I was going to say it. Yeah, well. It was a fucking setup is what that was. <laughs> sister, sister. <laughs> like a bowling pin. So have you been, my friend? I'm freezing my skinny little butt off. Oh, just... my. <laughs> I just asked the round ball, what's the temperature? She said, it's 24 degrees. Boop. 
we're going down to negative four tonight. I'm like, what? <laughs> you can't make this stuff up. Right now we're waiting for a very optimistic low of nine tonight, but I'm guessing it's going to get worse. Oh my gosh! We've but, got a we've got a wind chill warning that is uh, they say can be deadly. <laughs> Did you get a pipe warning? I got one of those. Oh yeah! By the way, Matt in San Francisco wants you to know something, Steve. Uh, yeah, please share, Matt. Uh, if your dongle lights up, there's a cream for that. So I don't I don't know. It, it, it does the the cream address multicolored situations. It flashes too. It's broad spe- it's 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 broad spectrum, literally. Dongle. What what a today has been probably the top bizarro days in Steve from Georgia Stan's life. Really? It's been bizarre, yeah. I mean, I don't the, know. The, Maybe the, the, top the man, 100, top 10 is a little strong. The, you know? the, the man who brought us bubble gum after a colonoscopy, it's not about the cat. Call the guy, and this day was this this day was wild. I, I, I want to put it in, in the top 100. Do that. I ordered a Buffalo Springfield CD from Bezos. You know, we, we don't right, need to mention right. his company. Everybody knows who it is. And it arrived today. And in its package was a kindergarten book for ages K through two. And now figure that out. Now somewhere there's a there's a mom of a toddler out there that is expecting, you know, a kindergarten book for her toddler freshly going to school, and they're going to get a hippie CD. <laughs> Wait, you didn't get the CD? You only got the book? No. Book? If you're listening, reach out. We'll swap, you know. <laughs> you haven't taken the shrink wrap off the book, have you? Well, I, I called Amazon. They told me to donate it. Just donate it. I'm thinking, well, what about mom anyone is saying? Yeah, but you better make make sure it's not it, it doesn't have any any little seahorses care male seahorses having babies or anything in it because the the Republican yeah. government there in Georgia might have a <laughs> might have a baby of its own if it does. You know, I never thought of that. I didn't look through it. It, it could be edited. You never know. It might have some queers in it. <laughs> Some of them damn trans folks. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> oh, geez, how about that? That Iowa spectacle last night. Holy gosh! You know, I, I I asked the ball. You know, I said, "What is the average stadium in the United States hold?" She said, "Boop, forty-two thousand." So that means the orange, the orange god got twice or two stadiums full of people. <laughs> That's a victory. I won huge, huge, huge. This is. What did you notice? He said it was the second time he'd won Iowa. Second time he's won Iowa. <laughs> I mean, but just wrap your head around that. So you got two people. I mean, two stadiums full of people, and he's crowing on the TV like he's already won this damn thing. Well, I mean, he kind of has, Steve. I guess. 
Robin, I guess. But I, I'm, I guess I want to send out a little positive energy. Take heart. I mean, good gosh, we're not that far gone, you know? Well, I, I, I don't, I don't see a way to. Short of uh, the Grim Reaper stepping in, I don't see a path to victory for anybody who remains in the race. Oh, you mean on, on the right side? No. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, no, absolutely not. But you know, it's like Kevin Mailman said all along, and Jeremy has been saying it. He's dug in too. That you know. We're being played as far as these polls. They want that horse race. Sure they do. And they're going to just cherry pick these polls and tell us anything, regardless. Truth doesn't matter. And over on the and over on the maggot side, uh, to, uh, to to quote the late great John Prine, the horse races have the rabies and the scabies and the flu. <laughs> the horse races have the rabies, the scabies, and the flu. That's a Tom Prime song, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, you just said that. <laughs> yeah, that's from uh, that's from Sabu visits the Twin Cities alone. <laughs> whoa, whoa! I mean, just I mean, you just really we we are in bizarro world, and I don't mean to be redundant. I oh, you're not. I don't. But um, other than that, things are going just swell. Have had you? I, I'm 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 okay. Apparently, you're having some internet issues this evening. Yeah. What am I cutting out? Yeah. Well, you're you're sounding you're sounding a little bit like monkey up. Yeah. Every now and then. Let me. We let got me eight closer. children's. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> let, me get, let me get closer to my dongle. <laughs> now, as to that dongle. I was in the living room and um. Uh, Theo, maybe it dumb. Theo said, uh, uh, "Hey, Robin. Hey, Theo." And with that sort of language, it's a very good thing the Horn Network is a long, long way off the FCC's radar. Really? Yeah, right. I mean, out there talking about dongles and stuff, and and ones that change colors. Oh yeah. And. And, and and toddler expected moms getting hippie CDs. I mean, well, we, we I want just you to yeah, 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 completely off the rails. Hippie, you know? hippie CD. I don't know. She's a, she's a mom of a small child. Maybe she needs to hear uh, <laughs> teach her children well. <laughs> right. Or for what it's worth. Yes. <laughs> uh, Jude pointing out uh, that child's book was misdelivered, as Miss Karen is now retired from the USPS. <laughs> right. Thank you, Miss Jude. Oh, what a lovely soul! I know. Uh, we we just love Miss Jude to pieces. Karen and I do. My goodness, she's such a powerful wordsmith. I've never I have never met anyone who didn't just immediately adore Jude. She can bring you just floor you with her words, man. Uh, she's one, and you're good too, Robin. But she's on oh, your level. You. I mean, as far as her wordsmithing abilities, just we're we're just in awe, man. And I feel really. I'm just grateful that, you know, this community has brought us all together. As am I, you know, you're, you've been, you've been around from, from pretty much the very beginning. So, uh, you know, this, this whole effort will turn 20 years old on February 4th. I've been with you since the terrestrial days. I I know. know. Yeah. Yeah. We went live on February the 4th, 2004. 
Yeah. Where uh, where does the time go? That that's mind blowing too. The way time just just. Phew. And see, that's that's hey. the Grateful Dead. That's Uncle John's band. Where does right. the time go? But I, I can remember turning forty like it was a couple of years ago. I was working for um, Cox Communications, and they bought me a big cookie that said, Lordy, Lordy, Steve is 40. It doesn't seem like it was 20 years ago, but it was. Yeah, we're pretty much the same age, aren't we? Yeah. Yep. The big 6-0. And I'm about to cross into 6-1 here in, let's see, uh, 15 days. Well... Let me be the first to say, young lady, happy early birthday. Well, thank you. <laughs> My goodness. But do you, do you comprehend what I'm trying to convey, the way time just blows Oh, I do. I do. I'm, I'm, I'm constantly know. just blown away by it. Oh, and by the way, I and did it, check in. Down, they, they got snow on the Alabama Gulf Coast today. Ooh. That's how wild this is. And in uh, Iowa, how many voters did they have compared to how many actually showed up and voted? Well, I, the the turnout. Did anybody was, ever crunch that? The turnout was like just a little bit north of fifty thousand people. So according I mean, to the it, ball, then. You know, then Enough to fill a stadium. So I was wrong. It wasn't two stadiums, just one. Yeah, I mean, there there would have been seats left over in Niall Kinnick Stadium in Iowa City. Yes, I know the name of the I, I know the name of the University of Iowa's football stadium <laughs> because my father taught me the story of Niall Kinnick. Well, I must ask, since I have gotten closer to the dongle, do I still sound like Ron Monkey up? No, no, you're all good now. Uh, in fact, Christopher wrote in a minute ago and said, Steve and his amazing magical Technicolor dream dongle. It may be a bit faulty. Your voice is breaking up from time to time. Might need to see a specialist. Uh, well, well, I'm, I was just, you should never be that far away from your dongle. That's the, the moral of this story. Yeah, absolutely. You, you want to you wanna, you wanna keep a close relationship. Those of us who have dongles want to have close relationships <laughs> with them. Sometimes we have to phone a friend. Absolutely. I heard you tonight, and I said, well, it's been so long since I've reached out. I'm so glad you did. Uh, and I am, too. It's it's always lovely to talk to you, and I always want to check in with the Horn family. I'm here. Just everything's so chaotic lately. You know, life's just coming at you. This is going to be such a weird year, Steve. Oh yeah. Oh, and by the way, we have a stadium. Uh, we have a stadium uh, factoid. Yes. Okay. Um, you know, Billable Rick is a proud son of the University of Iowa. Oh, okay. The capacity of Kinnick Stadium and Trump's huge Iowa victory. <laughs> Forget about the size of the average stadium in the U.S. The number of people who voted for Trump in the Iowa caucuses, fifty-eight thousand, isn't even sufficient to fill Kinnick Stadium in Iowa City. Which has a capacity of sixty-nine thousand two hundred and fifty. Huge victory indeed for the orangutan. And word has it he has a rather small dongle, and I bet his doesn't light up. Well, you know, Stormy Daniel says it looks a lot like a mushroom. 
Oh, and, you know, E. Jean, e. Jean Carroll said she couldn't tell if it was USB-C or USB-A. Rather small indeed. But I, 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 I was guess, kind of know. proud of the USB reference. I felt very tacky uh, on oh, that. Oh, yeah. Well, give yourself a cowboy. Well, thank you. It's a pity when a girl has you, to you, beg. Yeah, you've earned it. You've earned it. <laughs> it's past due. But, but on that happy note, I am going to bid you a fond adieu. Oh, that was too quick. Well, just so you know, Matt, uh, Matt, who know, un- knows and understands these things, says stay close to your dongle. But when a man keeps his dongle in his hand, he should seek counseling. Right, right. Sometimes, yeah. You know, sometimes, word. sometimes you have to leave your dongle alone, or you'll go blind. Now, now, who in marketing when they devised this, and it hadn't been that long ago within the last 30 years, who brainstormed that, at, you know, Nick Man and Tate? Let's call this Nick a Man and Tate, shut up! <laughs> <laughs> this, this thing that you plug into your computer or your device, some of them light up. Hey, let's call it a dongle. Well, let's, yeah, let's play Art of Word Knowing here. <laughs> um. Let's see. Okay, uh, from uh, uh, mm, let's go with Merriam-Webster. Uh, a dongle noun, a small device, <laughs> a small device that well we've got Trump covered there, that plugs into a computer and serves as an adapter or as a security measure to enable the use of certain software. Uh, perhaps etymology, perhaps a an an alteration of dangle. That's no help. And the first known use of dongle was in 1981. Well, I'll be. I sit corrected. So it's been way past 20 years. This circles back to my point. Time flies. It does. I'll be. I mean, so the I, first dongle was in 1981. That's when the terminology was yeah, even first as, laid out. Even, even as I was graduating high school. Talk about and time flies. If you call a dear friend on your radio on their radio show and you don't have your dongle properly inserted, your sound will just go sideways, man. So You'll wind up sounding like the governor of Florida. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> cursed be, cursed be. Robin, I appreciate you. Oh, I appreciate I appreciate the daylights out of you. You just you just brought the <laughs> at one and the same time you brought the quality of this program up. And took it right back down again. That hey, takes that takes some damn talents. What that takes. It's a unique talent. Ooh, ooh. And before I we part ways, have you watched in in memory of Scott? Have you watched the curse yet? Have no. you heard about it? I don't know that I've heard about. It. I haven't watched it. Um, it's on Paramount, and it's one of those. And I, I can't talk about it, or I'll give a spoiler. You can't talk about it. The curse. Even discuss even discussing it, you okay. could risk giving a spoiler away. But because Tracy watching. Tracy had to lean on me to get me to watch the holdovers, and I have well, a feeling that's going to turn into a Christmas classic. I have talked to my my good friend Tracy about the curse. She's invested, and I'm anxious to hear her take on it, especially how it buttoned up. Okay, so and it's I've over. Said too it's much. over. Yes, it's over. Yes, you can go binge watch it at Paramount right now. Stay with it. The first two episodes, you might be like, "Eh, I don't know, man. <laughs> just, just isn't grabbing me." 
but it's worth it. The payoff is definitely worth it. <laughs> I mean, it's, I don't want to say it's up there with the Sopranos. Oh my. It's not. It, it, it's not. Well, that's kind of like the way, the way it was with the holdovers. I was like, you know, it's a, it's a two hour and 15 minute, two hour and 20 minute movie. And I was 45 minutes into it and I was like, wait, I'm supposed to feel good about this? And, right. But I just I just kept going and I and, and I was just by the end I was just absolutely blown away. But this thing is setting up to be a cult classic. If you haven't seen it or you haven't heard about it, you probably will do both. Okie doke. So well, by the way, Jimmy leave uh, that on the uh, Jimmy just wrote in and from the Great Northwest and said all caps Steve and then cowbell <laughs> Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's been a pleasure, my my dear friend. And, and please put that on, write that down. It's, it's real easy to remember the curse. The it's curse. on Paramount. Yes, yes. And um, do yourself a favor. I absolutely will. And y'all stay warm. Uh, make sure to leave a, make sure you make sure you leave a drip, both a hot water and a cold. Will do. Because nobody likes the, nobody nobody wants to see chicken boned PVC. Oh my goodness. Uh, what was that polybutylene stuff they had back in the 80s? That was real infamous for blowing up, you know. Oh, yeah. So, all right. Well, Robin, been a pleasure. Well, Steve, and, you um, just absolutely made my evening. Well, you, you always make mine as well. And and your um, opening monologues, and I told you this on, on the porch, have just been epic. Keep up the good work, my friend. I will certainly try. That's That's all the encouragement I need. Thank you, Steve. Tell, right. tell Miss love, love to you and all the horns. Oh, family. we love you to pieces, and we love Miss Karen. Take good care. All right. Later. Bye now. Bye. Wow. Of all the things I expected out of this program this evening, hearing from hearing from Brother Bishop Steve in Georgia, Stan, all around great guy, uh, was uh, uh, better than I could have hoped for. Um. Uh, uh, Lou and PA adds, uh, as far as Nimrata and and uh, Monkey Up are concerned, their paths to victory are Trump's is Trump's timely demise. And true enough. And Emilio uh, phone a friend dongle, so that's what Bobert was so desperately trying to do. Hey, Emilio, don't make it don't make it worse. Mm-hmm. Billable Rick says, Iowa caucus turnout. I heard that the total primary turnout in Iowa was 115,000, a small fraction of the 754,000 registered Republican voters in Iowa. Trump received about 58,000 votes, only about 51% of Iowa GOP caucus voters. Meanwhile, Monkey Up got 24,000 votes, or 21%, after spending $150 million in Iowa. That works out, because... Now, billable's good with numbers. That works out to $6,250 a vote. And Nikki Bonomo Haley pulled in third with about 19,000 votes, or 19% of the vote, and she spent a ton of money, too. I don't I, I don't think she bought them quite as dearly as did uh, Monkey Up, but, well, he's not the sharpest knife in the toaster. Uh, Brian says, dongle, done Trump. <laughs> Dongle, wait, Dongle Trump? 
Hear me, Brian. You may have you 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 may have created another thing. I have been monitoring in real time the Clavern rally in Atkinson, New Hampshire. And guess who came on before Nitwit Nero to kiss the ring? That's that's right. We wake Rosanna Dana. Over group identity and victimhood and grievance. Then nobody in the world, not a nation, not a corporation, not a virus, not China, is going to defeat us. That is what American exceptionalism is all about. That is what we are going to revive to, yes, make America great again. Vote for this man right here in the New Hampshire primary. God bless you and your families, and may God bless our United States of America. Thank you, New Hampshire. It's good to see you guys. We're coming back and winning this in a landslide. We will not stop until we get this job done. Thank you all. God bless you and your families. And then the hug and the kiss on the cheek. Don't breathe, we wake. Don't breathe in the miasma. May God bless you and God bless the United States of America. Thank you. Which Thank God you. we wake. Wow, that's how we're I mean, there's a lot good, of them. Right? That was pretty good, and he's a fantastic guy, and he's really... Uh, Fantastic He's got something guy. that's uh, very special because he started off with a Zippo and he's got – he ended up very strong. He did a great job. I was actually surprised when he called because he was doing well. And uh, it's an honor to have his endorsement. He's going to be working with us and he'll be working with us for a long time. Yeah, what's he going to be secretary of? Dear God. Well, I don't have any stomach for that. Uh, we are into the third hour of the program, y'all. Still a goose egg. There's still a $25 Packers victory challenge on the table. It would be great if this was not a goose egg um, because, well, we're looking at prayer meeting Wednesday and moving into the four-digit deficits again. <sighs> so uh, hopefully that will change. Let's run over to the stress line. Let's see who we've got. Hey, welcome to the program. Hey. Flavio. Hey, how's it going? Uh, I bet I'm colder than you. I don't know. No, you're probably colder than me right now. Oh, God, no. We are under the deep freeze. It's um, four degrees Fahrenheit, uh, which is like zero real feel. Uh, but the winds are not picking up yet. Uh, we have a wind chill advisory until 9 a.m. tomorrow, so after 6 p.m., so that's always fun. Ah, what a blast. Oh, yeah, it's, uh, yeah. Uh, you try to explain that to people. Yeah, there's not much Arctic ice and, uh, and then that, that, you know, brings us to polar vortex, you know, uh, Arctic winds blow further south and they, they, they don't understand that. It's science, you well, know. Well, you know, there's a lot of, uh, Flavio, there's so many things they don't understand for, you know, as, as we, as we say, as we say down here, God love them, they can't help it. 
They, they can't help it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It. It, there ain't no L in there. Help it. They can't help it. Help it. They can't help it. Yeah. No, I know. I can't imitate it, but well, see, you help me with my with my pronunciation of of, of curious international words, and I just try to help you out with your Appalachian and your Southern. Yeah, it's uh, but wow. Again, that's a sliver of the population, but it's still. I mean, Iowa. You know, wow. To listen to those people being interviewed is kind of uh, alarming, <laughs> to say the least. I mean, have we gotten that bad? Well, you know, I I was in Iowa in 1980, before I went to France. I, I was there. Um, I went to New Mallory Abbey in Dubuque, outside of Dubuque. Um, I was um, there for a retreat with the Trappist monks. By the way, how cool! Back then, I don't know about now, but those monks—they uh, had. In their reading room, they had Marino, Mother Jones, uh, Catholic Reporter, <laughs> The Nation. They were pretty lefty. I don't know if they've changed, but who knows? But the well, the one thing the one thing were, I know, the one thing I know most about Trappists is they make they make some kick ass beer. Yeah, in Belgium, but uh, no, these guys. Uh, they made caramels and trinkets, and they were self-sustaining community. I don't know if it's still the same. But I'm trying to remember. There was a monastery outside of Atlanta when I was there in the go-go late 80s working for CNN. And I don't know if they were Trappists, or, oh, but they were bakers. And they baked a ton, and they actually opened up a sandwich shop, which was the, it doesn't exist anymore. But it was the go-to sandwich shop in downtown Atlanta, and it was called Brother Juniper's. And they yeah, made, you know, and, and when I look, I look back on it, you know, they were a really tight, I mean, tight community. They followed the canonical hours. They got up at three a.m. for matans and lauds and the, you know, the the prayers and everything. And but they were they were sweet people. They were anti-war, pro-peace, you know, anti-nuclear. I mean, they were just some of the coolest people. Well, you know, uh, what's that famous American Trappist? Uh, Thomas Merton. Right. Right. Uh, and that's kind of what what brought me down there because you know, out here in Southwest Wisconsin, all the Catholics are kind of right wing. They're not, you know, they're not um, Dorothy Day Catholics or Berrigan Catholics, or, you know, the really radical ones that I 
am attracted to. Um, I mean, is attracted really uh, is attracted but, really the word you want to use there, Flavia? Say that again. Is, is attracted really the word you want to use there? Attracted um, to the attracted to the monks. I mean, I mean, the, that I, <laughs> I'm playing. I'm playing. I, I I'm playing. Don't be Vulcan. Okay, no, no, I meant no. I I can be kind of a Vulcan, but I meant yeah. I mean, I'm drawn to them. I mean, they they're very attractive. I mean, I you're I, hip to their vibe. Yeah, I'm hip to their vibe, and uh, and they were awesome. They were just. They lived what they believed, and they were serious. They were friggin' serious about, you know, everything, you know. Um, and, but I stayed there, you know, for a few days, not, not quite a week, um, and I was in Dubuque, Iowa, and I remember the people were really sweet. This was like back in 1987. I was out of high school, not quite into college yet. Well, I was kind of. Uh, and I just remember <laughs> the Iowa women were very blonde. <laughs> Not a lot of brunettes in the view. Yeah, sure, you bet. Um, they all look like the St. Pauli girl. That's and they even wore, you know, in, in Dubuque uh, at this restaurant today. <laughs> I swear to God, <laughs> the waitress waited on me. Uh, she could have been the St. Pauli girl because she had the, the pigtails. <laughs> Was she wearing the dirndl? Oh <laughs> yeah. I want a darn doll. Oh my god. Oh my god. And uh but they treated me very nice. They didn't seem like bigoted people and okay, maybe because I'm not black, but um but they you know, they treated me very nicely, you know. Um, and, 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 and kind of what you're getting at. Is, I don't what remember the hell, them being that hateful. That's yeah, what, what I'm saying. I know. Yeah. How did they, well, the, you know, these are their grandkids. Okay. And their grandkids have been educationally deprived. It's kind of like what Jimmy was talking about earlier. No, <laughs> little or no civics education. You know, 40 years of Rush Limbaugh pouring poison into the ears of their parents. Fox News, TV, radio, Rwanda going on the air in, what, 1998? So that's 26 yeah. years of that. Yeah, yeah. I mean... I mean, this shit, this shit has an impact. It did, didn't it? I mean... I don't remember Iowans being that hateful. They were a lot like Wisconsin. And I, 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 I get a little pissed off, Flavio, when I think of all those years that Democrats and liberals were just sitting back, you know, uh, twiddling their thumbs and letting letting the letting, letting the right wing it. letting the right wing con uh, completely control the airways. 
brought they brought the entire AM spectrum so that you can travel from one end of the country to the other and that's all you hear. If you're a trucker or Yeah, that or Jesus music or uh, uh Spanish language music. Yeah. Oh my god, I did not know that the Spanish language was was that infiltrated. Oh my god. And I, I didn't know until I until I actually um, went on a road trip with a buddy of mine and and uh, and we listened to the radio. Oh my god! And we just went from Lacrosse to Milwaukee. We went to the uh, to. Uh, uh, what was it? Uh, we went to a, was it a Yes concert or? I've seen yeah, all the people. The, Sorry. No, no, it was, uh, it was the Simple Minds concert in 20. Oh, don't you uh, I mean, we're a goose egg anyway. I can just sing my little heart out. Yeah, I know. No, I mean, um, but I had no idea. I'm like out in the country and I tune in, you know, to the radio and that's all there is. That's all there is. It's just hateful, just, and it's all couched in Christian rhetoric. You know? Yeah. Like in us against them and, I was really, really freaked out about that because I had never, you know, listened to AM radio and I was like, what the? When was the first time you ever heard Flush Flimball? Oh, no, we have him in um, WIZM in Lacrosse. But I mean, when was the first time that you was, ever heard uh, him? That, Oh, I, I never, you know, I knew that he was there three hours a day, five days a week, whatever. Uh, but I think I even staged a protest outside of the radio station and I got the cops called on me, but it didn't work out. But it was, it was when, do you remember when Sandra Fluke, when, uh, yeah, when he attacked know, and her and said thinking, that she wa my friend, she wants the, she wants free slot medicine. Yeah, she wants us to pay for her having sex, you know, whatever. I mean, he, yeah, I think I'm pretty sure he I, used I, the I term so slut pills. With that. Yeah, slut pills, exactly. I got so disgusted with that that I actually, you know made a little sign and I said, shame on you, you know, and, and I got the cops called on me, but I was the only one, I guess. Can you believe it? The, the, the radio station is only a block away from me. Wow. And they, and they still play, you know, but I didn't know how, I didn't know the reach that it was the entire country. 
the entire country from the Pacific Northwest to Florida, you know, <laughs> that you can actually listen to these syndicated programs across the nation and and the Democrats did absolutely nothing. Oh well, you know, the what was it, Air America? That was an attempt, kind of, sort of. Yeah, but it was it was poorly it was poorly envisioned and poorly executed, and I can explain why. Because they instead instead of buying stations, they were renting tower time. And so that led to them hemorrhaging something like $92,000 a day paying stations to wow. car- paying stations to carry their content. Instead of buying the stations outright. Right. Because we don't have the billionaires, you know, we don't have, do we? Yeah, we have some billionaires. Uh, in fact, the, uh, the, the, the racist, bigoted asshole who went after the black lady because she was president of Harvard, uh, Bill Ackman. Dude's a big-time Democrat. Oh, yeah. Dude's a big-time Democratic donor. Oh, oh, he is, huh? Yeah. So, hmm. as is often the case with any billionaire, yeah, we've got a couple of billionaires here and there. They're assholes. They're assholes. And, uh, and, we're, and we're set within the next decade. Did you read that? What is it in the Guardian that you know within the next decade we're we're going to have the first trillionaire? Oh yeah, and we pretty much know who it's going to be. Uh, uh, you mean Leon Scum? No, Bezos. Who? Jeff Bezos. Oh, Wevek? No, Jeff Bezos. Oh, Bezos. Oh, okay. The other dick rocket guy. Oof. He'll probably get there before Leon. I don't know how we get out of this. He'll probably get there before I really Le- don't know how we get out of this unless we start taxing the billionaires. Because, you know, we just don't... I mean, there are countries that do this that actually curtail their enthusiasm through taxation but they're few and far between right and 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 a democrat who does that is dead in the water the minute he does or she it's uh, look flavio i'm as disgusted as anybody by the genocide going on in gaza but I'm really short on patience uh, with the, the the usual behavior of the sparkle-fart-propelled unicorn cavalry purity patrol who are running around saying, I'll never vote for Joe Biden again until he tells Israel to fuck off. There is not a successful politician in this country who will remain successful after telling Israel to fuck off. Because we have a puritanical Christian hang-up, a fetishization of Israel. Yeah. 
Now, what what we what what I hope is happening in the background, and I didn't even want to touch on this topic, but what I hope is happening in the background is that the Biden administration is leaning on them. Not nearly enough to suit me, but also not enough for me to want four more years of Donald Trump because. No, exactly. No, it's like I would rather yeah, not. I would yeah. rather. I would rather not. I would rather not go to a camp. And anybody who's read the Heritage Foundation's Project 2025 knows exactly what that's about. Lukovic had a cartoon. You know, our enemies are making fun of us of our weakness. You know, uh, about the hoodies. You know. There's the elephant representing the Republican Party. Oh, you know, our enemies uh, sense our weakness because we're not fighting back, you know, against the Houthis. And then, and then Biden goes and bomb the Houthis, you know. And then the same Republican elephant. Are they Houthis or are they Houthis? I don't know how to, how to pronounce it. It, because but, every time I say who, Republican, but the same the same Republican elephant goes, and the in the second panel, there's a, the first panel says, you know, our enemies, you know, think we're weak, you know, because we're not fighting against, and then the second panel says, you know, the same Republican elephant, you know, we're warmongers, you know, Biden is a warmonger, you know, <laughs> when he actually bombs the, you know, so. Make up your mind. <laughs> you know, right. it's, that's, a cla- that's a classic monger. case of damned if you do and damned if you don't. You know, yeah, Lou, exactly. Lou in PA just pointed out Bernie voted against the latest round of aid to Israel because of Gaza, and he could because he knew it was going to pass. And so he could make a symbolic gesture. Yeah, yeah. Interesting, isn't it? But yeah, so no, I I I want to believe. Oh, I hate that word, like you do. I want to trust. Okay, that's maybe that's nice. a better word. Yes, I want to trust that Biden is doing his damnedest. To put some pressure on Israel. Now, the way I look at it, you know, is a mistake that the the the, the powers that were France, Britain, United States, Russia. It, it, you know, that's the division of the spoils after the Ottoman Empire and it was a mistake to not also grant the Palestinians a state. Right? Right. Uh, it was unfinished business. It was a betrayal. I really think so. I really no offense and and uh, I don't I, I don't say that Israel should not exist or I think that you know I'm I'm torn between a two-state solution or a one-state solution. But if you're going to be a one-state solution, then you have to have a Knesset that 
that it's evenly divided. Okay? Yeah. Uh, and neither, you know, neither party will want that. And that's the problem. I, I'm citing Miko Pelad, the one, the Israeli peace activist who believes in a one-state solution where Arabs and Jews can co- and Christians can coexist, um, and Druze and all the other factions in the Middle East. Um, that would be one solution. Two-state solutions, another solution. But you know, I don't. I don't hold to any one. I don't know enough. You know, I. I only know what I read, and the more I read, the less I know. <laughs> Do you ever get that feeling the more you read the less you know? Yeah, yes, it's actually supposed to work that way, Flavio. Oof. You know what I mean? It's it's supposed to work that way. Yeah. The, the the more you learn, it is supposed to create in you a yearning to fill in the blanks that the learning you just learned created. Intellectual curiosity will always create blank spaces. That's part of the thing with the maggots. They cannot abide uncertainty. They, they are, they, they're babies. And they've got to have certainty. You know, that Donald Trump has got to be their great leader. The election has to have been stolen from him because he was so full of certainties. We're going to build a wall and make Mexico pay for it. And they're certain that he meant it. Even though Mexico never paid a dime. Yeah, you know, there's there's they're, they're they're certain that he's a especially the evangelicals that he's the anointed of God, and that's how you wind up with God made Trump videos. Isn't that wasn't that wonderful? God made a dictator. Yeah. The the, the oh God made a dictator. That was brilliant. It was. It, I was wondering whether you'd shown it before, but I guess it dropped eight hours ago, or nine hours ago, or ten hours ago. It was pretty good. Um, But I I was thinking, um, yeah, what you you were saying, they cannot abide uncertainty. What is that? I don't know who said it, whether it was Samuel Taylor Coleridge, or Jackson Pollock, um, that the key to success in letters is the ability to deal with negative capability, the ability to deal in paradox, polarity, and perplexity. I don't know who said that, but it's good. Paradox, polarity, perplexity. Right? Yes. I don't know if that and what I remember from Coleridge is in Xanadu did Kubla Khan a stately pleasure drum decree where off the sacred river ran through cavern, caverns measureless to man down to a sunlit sea and the concept of the willing suspension of disbelief. No, I, 
I need to take classes in college and just to keep my mind going. <laughs> I do. I do have a few colleges. I, I should. I should probably take advantage of the free classes. <laughs> you know, the extension courses. Oh yes. Just to keep my head going. <laughs> you really should. I mean, you've got a resource there. You know, Wisconsin. Uh, w- w- Wisconsin Eclair. Yeah, I mean, um, I uh, I just want to say I, although I can't always contribute because I'm a man of um, exiguous means, let's say. I understand. I'm a <laughs> I, I'm a similarly situated woman. But uh, I do I do appreciate you, and um, I'm glad you're there. And um, I'm glad you are living your authentic self. Thank you. Um, yeah, because part of the reason we live in the fucked up world that we do is that there are a lot of people that are not living their authentic selves. No. And they take it out on the rest of us. And, you know, I'm thinking of Somebody like Lindsey Graham, you really should come out. Come out, come out I mean, wherever you are. Come out from under the fainting couch. Come out from under the fainting couch. <laughs> no, seriously, that that guy is. But Lindsey, put down the Shirley Temple and step away from the fainting fainting couch. I mean, now I I want to take issue. With something you said. Oh, by the way, I, okay, we will, but I screwed up. Apparently the bill did not pass that Bernie voted against. Didn't get 60 votes. Well, no, I just wanted to think, of, you know, we all want to believe that Nimrata Haley is stupid. And again, I, I I think stupid's a bit much. I think there that, are so many think, there think, are so I, many examples of people like her. They are weather vanes. I yeah, I, I understand, but that you can be a weather vane and vacuous at the same time, and far more so than stupid. Vacuous is the word that applies to her. She's she's I, she's, I think so, she's, she's so transparent. You know, Dana Bash. I think. She, Dana Bash asks her, well, you know, how do you feel about the front runner uh, being determined to be a sexual abuser? Now, Dana Bash did not do a good job as a journalist in following up and saying, no, she didn't. She did a horrid job. And that's... But it's the answer, it's the, it's the, it's the preliminary answer that Nimrata made, gave, that, you know, yeah, it, it proves your weather vane point and it proves my vacuous point. And with a soupçon... Of, uh, of of disingenuity. Intentional. Yes, entirely. It was intentional. Yes. That's the point that I'm thinking. Um, she knows, I think she knows what she's doing. Yeah, she's she, knew what, she, knew what she, she knew what she was doing when she couldn't say slavery was the cause of the Civil War. That's what I meant. She knows exactly what she's doing because... 
she knows who she is from, and she knows that that will bring in that will bring in the rubes. You know that will bring in. You know the 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 racists and the oh yeah, oh yeah, sure she's one of us. You know, but and yet not. You know because uh, I don't know who who. Um, Maybe you, because I listen to different programs too. And uh, but somebody pointed out that you know that Wewick Ramaslimi was uh, maligned or slimed or <laughs> I don't know what's the word. Um, but yeah, they were interviewing somebody that said, "Oh, I don't know," you know. No, you, you you mentioned it. Then you know, yeah, that oh, was like an hour ago. Hijackers, you know, yeah. he's one of the hijackers. Yeah, you know, I don't know, but it, 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 it was it was a long time ago. But I still remember nine eleven, or or you know, but no, they were actually they were actually interviewing people in Iowa, and they yeah, was it in Iowa that they said that? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God. No, I mean, he, I hate him because I understand exactly what he's doing. He's just—he's just a little freaking opportunist. Come on, he, he just wants to get on the bandwagon, you know. Like you know, like the black person that. that you know, like Candace, Candace Owens, whatever. That is a classic example of a perfect opportunist. I mean, <laughs> she'll get into anything that'll give a cachet, you know. Or, uh, I don't know, countless other people. <laughs> if you look at yourself in the mirror, oh my God. Like a, Hisp a Hispanic for, you know, reining in those Latinos, you know, whatever. Um, it's ridiculous. It's, it's incongruous. But not if you think of it in terms of opportunism. Um, yeah, I mean... I just see them as a bunch of opportunists. Now, what did you think of Chris Christie? Uh, another opportunist. His parting, his parting shot. Uh, it, was it a parting shot or a Parthian shot, for one? I, I, it feels like a Parthian <laughs> shot, you know, turning, turning around on his pony and, you know, flinging a few arrows behind him. <laughs> I, think if, I think if he I was... I like that, Parthian shot. If he was as much a man of principle as he claims to be, um, he would have stayed in at least through New Hampshire. Because he was actually ga gaining some ground in New Hampshire. And he's going to feel like a real dipshit if things go sideways and the only choice is a binary choice between 
uh, Nimrata and uh, Monkey Up? No, I think Monkey Up is done. Well, I think he's done after New Hampshire. I think people are leaning on him now to just say, you know, fuck this. And the funny thing is, he's been done since the minute he said, I'm running. All that performative ugliness in Florida. Imagine being willing to immiserate millions just for the sake of your own go-go booted ambition. Yeah, he's. By the way, I love your your imitation of of the uh, roboticism. Well, I just I just channel the sound of AOL connecting back uh, a quarter century ago. No, that 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 You've is got pretty mail. good stuff. <laughs> that is pretty good stuff. <laughs> I always get a chuckle out of and that. And the funny like, thing, you know, oh he does. He does the inappropriate Amadeus laugh all the time, and nobody can break him up. Ha ha! Tom no, Hulse. Tom no, Hulse. No, right. he, he, you do you do it wonderfully. Thank you. <laughs> he nailed it. He nailed, I I can't do that. I, I I'm not good at. I'm not a good actor. I was never you no. Know, well, like I said, this is the fourth anniversary of my theatrical swan song, so. My, my, my late mother, um, she would always know when I was lying because she would look at me and, and then, you know, like, I know you're lying. Don't make me tickle you, and I'm I'm terribly ticklish. And you know she'd get out her her nails, and she'd like lean into me and start tickling me, and I'm like, okay, all right, I I I didn't mean what I said. <laughs> I was just kidding. I can't. I can't. I can't. I'm just. I'm not good at holding a straight face when I'm upset about something you can see it in my face when I think you know I'm about to burst out laughing about something and you can see it in my face um, I was never good at control yeah if my life depended on it I don't think I, I could hold a straight face Yeah. Um, I don't know why I mentioned that. <laughs> that's okay. Uh, that, that's the that's the non it's the nonlinear nature of the conversations that take place around here. Yeah, but I, I these people they're getting back to I, I I think I know why I mentioned that. I just can't believe these people. I can't believe they can sustain the disingenuousness as long as they can. I couldn't do it. I just wouldn't. I I don't have the heart. 
That's it. I don't have the heart. Oh my God! I, I just saw this. I got to share this with you. We were talking. Go ahead. A, we were talking a little uh, a little bit ago about the guy who's in. Well, I don't know about that, Wee Wacker. I still remember nine eleven. Nine eleven. This may be the cowbell of the night. This is from Brother Deacon Asa. Oh, Some, shout out to Brother Deacon Asa. I love you. Someone remind that Iowa carcass maggot. Wewex people are the 7-Eleven guys, not the 9-Eleven guys. Asa! 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 Oh, my God. What is that? Uh, a reference to... Uh, South Park? I, I don't know that. I don't, I don't. Hey, son. Oh, that's good. That's really good. And, you know, Asa is, Asa is culturally familiar with both worlds, so... Uh, I'm, South, that's South Park. Who's the guy? Who's the guy in there? Oh no, no, no! You're thinking. You're, no, you're thinking. Of, you're thinking of the Simpsons, and the long since retired character voice. No, by, the Simpsons. The Simpsons. The Simpsons. I'm sorry. Yeah, the long retired character of uh, voiced by Harry Shearer, uh, Apuna Hasapina Petawan. Yeah, yeah, I know. And the fact that I I know and can pronounce his name. Brother Deacon. (laughs) Apu, is it Apu? Yeah, Apu Nahasapina Petawan. Okay, yeah, no, that's who I was thinking of, the Simpson. Simpson. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, that's some uh, Harry Shearer. Yeah, he's, he's great. But, but, you know, I really admired Harry Shearer for the way he responded because he said, I have never intended to mock anyone, but I found out that, it, that my portrayal of Apu was hurtful to people. And I do not wish to be someone who hurts people. And so they retired the character of Apu. And they retired, yeah, right. I know. I and, know. And that they, would and, and you know, we could learn we could learn so much from that little decision process. When marginalized communities say, Hey, this hurts, instead of trying to explain why it shouldn't, accept that it does. I mean, maybe yeah, maybe you know, I shouldn't even have read Ace's remark. But I felt like it was I felt like it was aimed more at the maggot than it was at the maggots. No, no. The, the thing is that we are all immigrants. We are all immigrants in this country. Yeah. And and this is what makes the United States beautiful. And we are not um, we are not. Uh, Blood and soil nation, you know, we're, you know, all, you know, we're, we're, you're born here, you're, you're, you know, you're an American and you're, you, 
and Americans are born abroad and, you know, and they're from all over the world. It's, I don't know how to say it, but um, this is a country of immigrants, like Canada, like most of the countries in the Western Hemisphere, you know, made up of immigrants. Argentina certainly is uh, Italian, German, Polish. Brazil's kind of a, got a similar mix, mostly Portuguese, but also Italian. Right. Uh, we 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 very seldom talk, for instance, about the uh, uh, the mix of people in Mexico. Yeah, there was there was an influx of Germans. God knows there was an influx of French. The beer, the the beer in Mexico is great because of the Germans. Yes, I mean somebody, some somebody had to bring the accordions. And I, I like right? Schneiderbot too, though. Somebody had to bring the accordions. The Schneiderbot is, I I like the Schneiderbot. Oh, uh, Schneiderbot out of Texas is 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 wonderful. I loved it back in my beer drinking days. I just I just recently have been um, dealing no, no, with... No, 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 wait a minute. Hold, hold the hell on. Who am I talking to? Where the hell do you think you are? You're telling me about Shiner Bach out of Texas when you when, 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 when you live in when you live in, in, in beer paradise? No, Flavio. You can... No, don't you... No, dare, no. No, I don't you dare. Wait, wait, wait. wait, wait. No, 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 no. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not done. No. You can go and get a spotted cow any damn day of the week. Don't you dare! No, I, I've I've cut back on beer is for a few years now because um, of um, uh, type two issues. <laughs> yes. Um. So I, much as I love, well, you know that's why beer, general... I can only have. But, I can but, only have. But you, but you can have a spotted cow when you want to have one. Everybody who doesn't live in Wisconsin does not have that privilege. Oh no, no, no! I, I, what did you think I said? What, we, what no, was your supposition? No, well, that that you were talking about Shiner Bach, and it's like, well, okay, but you know. Oh no, I, I love Shiner Bach. I'm just saying, I can't have as much Bach as oh, I bo- love. Yeah, yeah, that, box, that's yeah, my, box are so malty. I mean, you might you might as well just. It's sweet. It's sweet, and and I love the the sweetness of it. And I can't. I I had to cut back because a the weight gain and the the diabetes type two. Yeah, if, might, you were, I, now, if you were, I've in the yet set. to be diagnosed with it, but I'm worried about it, and I need to. Get, I need to get. Well, see, if uh, you were in the South, diabetes doesn't doesn't cut the mustard. You got to say my sugar diabetes, my sugar diabetes. We'll make a Southerner of you yet. <laughs> but uh, no, I'm I'm yeah, I'm kind of worried about that because uh, of uh, yeah, several issues tied to it, but. Um, but yeah, I've been cutting out the carbs, is what I'm saying. And yeah, I I, I like you know in Wisconsin we have Huberbach, which is just so delicious. 
I mean, I love I love all um, those darks. I love I love Schwarzbier. I love Bach. Uh, I love a good English porter. But all of those are in my past because uh, a girl's girl's down twenty pounds and wants to get down another twenty. Yeah, and 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 the thing is, you know, I used to drink those by the case. Woo! So I had to I had to radically radically curtail that. So I had maybe a beer a year. That's about where I you am. Um, I mean, it it has been it has been now that we have entered the year of our Lord twenty twenty four. I just did the, did some math on them. It has been ten years since the last time I had a spotted cow. Oh wow! No, I, I mean I have one every now and then, but it doesn't register just because you know. Yeah. But it's with everything that I've fallen in love with and I've abused. I have to say, okay, I can't have that anymore. And then it just becomes, and everyone's, yeah, I have that. I try to have that self-control, but, but yeah, I miss it. I miss it. And, but I know that, you know, that if I have even one, you know, it, it can, uh, knock me out. And well, when so you, I when you, when you, when you get to that point where the world is too much with you, and you just need to turn off the it, it, turn turn things off just a little bit. You can always you can ad- always adopt the philosophy of General Jack D. Ripper in uh, Doctor Strangelove. You remember you remember the drink that he orders from Group Captain Mandrake? No. Mandrake, go and get me a grain alcohol and rainwater and whatever it is you whatever it is you limeys drink. So you know, no car, no carbs in grain alcohol. No, no, no. But that's the thing. I've yet. Um, I need to um, make an appointment with uh, a doctor. I don't know how that's done, but I need to find out if indeed I have type two because I've been having issues. Uh, I guess. Um, I've had, um, fainting, you know, and, and also, um, eyesight issues, like where I have a, like a rainbow around my field of vision. Yes. On the right eye. And I'm already blind, but I mean, I see out of my right eye kind of, sort of. But I'm, I have like a, a rainbow kind of out of my right eye when I see sometimes if I had too much sugar or something or, and I'm thinking that might be sugar spiking and I don't understand and, and I, I need to get diagnosed or something. I need to, to run some tests. Um, I'm worried about that. Um, 
Yeah, yeah, I didn't mean to burden you with that, but no, you're fine. I, I, by all means, get get your blood work done, but also maybe get a uh, uh, a Doppler ultrasound of your carotids. A Doppler ultrasound of my carotid arteries. Carotid, okay. Yeah. Uh, why is that? Uh, because um, occlusion of the carotid arteries interferes with the blood flow to your brain and things like visual uh, visual anomalies it can sometimes be associated with that. I don't want to. I'm not trying to scare you or anything, but okay, right? Okay, Doppler. A Doppler ultrasound. Yeah, just a, yeah, just an ultra, just an ultrasound. I mean, sometimes the doc will just stick his stethoscope against your neck and can um, and and can get a pretty good idea from that. All right. Oh, and by the way, uh, Brother well, Deacon Asa said, "Love right back at you, Flavio." No, I I I, I do appreciate always his contributions and um. And his sense of humor and and knowledge, I really appreciate it. Oh, you're more than welcome. But, uh, hey, um, I'll let you go. But um, anyway, um, yeah, we we're in trouble. If but I I want to believe that only a a small sliver of the country sliver of the country is is clamoring for a dictatorship. I don't think the majority of Americans really would want that. Because I lived under a dictatorship in Brazil and it's not a nice thing. It's nasty. And you know, we and Brazil still has a problem, you know, because the society is divided, but I think the majority of Brazilians don't like dictatorship either. You know, and that's why they voted Lula back in. Oh, Lula and by the way, want. Jude said uh, uh, circular uh, rainbows in your vision field can also be cataracts. She said it's something I'm dealing with now. Oh, okay. Uh, rainbow. Like when you when you when you go outside and you look at street lamps and you see a rainbow around the street lamp, what could that be? Might be cataracts. Might be cataracts. Right? Yeah, I'll ask my doctor. I mean, but yeah, I I have to I have to do um um blood work and all that but hey my friend um i uh i want to say i appreciate you um and um thank you for being there always a joy flavio and it's always a joy speaking with you you take care my friend take good care all right have a good night you too bye and a couple of notes on the way out. Uh, mentioning Thomas Merton, Jude said, quote, Not only does silence give us a chance to understand ourselves better, 
to get a truer and more balanced perspective on our own lives in relation to the lives of others. Silence makes us whole if we let it. Silence helps draw together the scattered and dissipated energies of a fragmented existence. Thank you, Flavio, for reminding me of one of more mystics to reflect and learn from. And Jude added uh, uh, the nonlinear reference. Yeah, yes, and I and countless others reside in the nonlinear ether. Excellent. Thank you, Jude. Uh, all the way back to, uh, you know, I don't want to go to a camp under Project 2025 and Nitwit Nero. Uh, Matt in San Francisco said, I didn't even like summer camp as a kid. Never again. Let's not wait for the barbed wire fences to go up. No. And let's make sure that people who aren't at risk understand how dire it is for those of us who are. And, uh, uh, by the way, uh, George and Corsgold said, Harry Shearer, I listen to Le Show, Harry's News and Commentary Podcast, every week. It's also broadcast on some Pacifica stations. I've heard it once in a while. Yeah, it's really good. And as to immigrants, Jimmy, with a cogent reminder, uh, m most everybody here comes from abroad, but we are not immigrants. There's a big difference between a colonizer and an immigrant and someone brought here by force, without a doubt. And thank you, Theo. Theo kept us from being a goose egg. Thank you so much, Theo. I do appreciate it. So we got down to 880, and we will uh, be at 1180 tomorrow for prayer meeting Wednesday. Good news coming from Cynthia in the Bay Area. Uh, just out of the shower and missed your show until now, but I was in the garage putting together my new smoker and got it all done. You go, girl. I'm so proud and happy for you. And I got some yard work done as well in advance of any rain we might get here tonight. Did I miss anything good? I'll try to stream the show later. Otherwise, I haven't eaten a thing all day and I'm starved. I'm going to get a snack in advance of dinner. I'll have steak and eggs for dinner, and it's sounding really good right now. Oh, that sounds fantastic. Uh, I, uh, I had Kaneka and, uh, Kaneka and scrambled eggs for brunch, and uh, that was a part of a package from yesterday where I had Kaneka and cheese and rice brunch. I'm trying to keep my consumption down. The rice, eh, probably shouldn't have, but sometimes you're just, you know, you just want the rice. But I'm so tickled you got the smoker put together. I'm so proud for you. Uh, did, I, did I mention, Cynthia, make sure you get the smoker, the, the, the deflector stone that fits on the little ears down in, because that'll keep direct heat from going on to the things that you're trying to smoke. It really helps. Um, so I think I'm I think I'm all caught up there. Thank you. Ralph said she'll extend her challenge until it's met. Thank you so much, Ralph. I'll be going for more propane soon. <sighs> propane season. I hate it. So thanks everybody. 
Thanks to our Patreon and PayPal subscribers. Thanks to our challenge makers, our challenge answerers, and our a la carte contributors. Thanks to uh, each and every... Oh, good, good. Cynthia says, I'll get that stone, definitely. You can probably find it at, uh, at, at Char Griller, too, or Amazon, what have you. It's not nearly as much of a shipping problem. Uh, thanks to each and every one of you who share your precious finite time engaging in the program in whatever manner you so choose. Thanks to our all-volunteer staff. Thank you, Roger, in the chat room. Thank you to our news ninjas. Thank you, Brother Deacon Asa, head on dot live. Please uh, like and subscribe to the podcast. Like every episode. Leave a comment for the algorithms. It pushes us up ever so slowly in the rankings and helps out a ton. Thank you, John Fox in Australia. Thank you, Ben Birch, WhiteRoseSociety.org. Thanks to the hardest working, bravest people I know, the folks at Coal River Mountain Watch, CRMW.net. 20 plus years at the forefront of the struggle for human rights and environmental justice in Appalachia and a proud union shop. Please stay safe. Get your booster, your RSV, your flu shot, your pneumonia vaccine. Wear your mask, especially if you're around the maggots. Now that they're congregating in their little primaries and stuff, I wouldn't be surprised at all to see COVID, uh, COVID spread spike. Wash your hands, don't touch your face, use your hand sanitizer, carry it with you, pocket or purse. Maintain your social distance as best you possibly can. And uh, if counsel for the parking garage comes toward you saying, Your Honor, she wanted it. Avoid Alina Havana 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 like the plague. Because she is. And always, always, always. Gina, it's all for you. Love you, Wayne. Bye, dear. <laughs>